Yeah, so Dr. Ryan Teraban, great guy. It, it It's the same thing for you, right? How he came up on your timeline out of nowhere. Yeah, that was so, like, when you mentioned this guy, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's randomly started showing up on my timeline, and I, like, watched some of his videos, and they were, they were kind of interesting. So I wonder if, if uh, Google or, I mean, YouTube, I guess, like, knew that we interacted all and <laughs> fed it to both of us at the same time, or I wonder if we have, like, similar YouTube algorithms. Yeah, um, Dr. Orion Teraban, he just kind of popped out of nowhere. So it was just like one day, I was just like, you know, like the recommendations. And then out of nowhere, I see like a guy, um, him, of one of his talks. And I'm just like, okay, this seems interesting. So I click on it. I don't remember which one it was per se, but one of the first ones I saw, it was about something about women. But I think it was just like, oh, he, one of them that keeps coming up in my mind is like women treat men like how men treat jobs. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll watch that one, but I've seen the like thumbnail for that one. I think that was the first one that introduced me to him. And then he was like, yeah, so when it comes to like a job, like if you have two sets of jobs, like one has great benefits, the pay is not that great. But, you know, at the end of the day, they kind of really sell you on the benefits and like you have good coworkers and whatnot. But what if there's like another job that offers you, okay, we're going to give you a lot more money, but the benefits won't be as great. Ah, you might not like your coworkers as much, but the, you're, just, you're getting paid a lot. So it's like a woman as like a man with the, the rational decision of just being like, you know what? I'm just going to go for like the higher paying job. I know there's some trade-offs with like the money, um, no, not the money per se, but like, like the benefits, benefits and, and whatnot and yeah. like, liking my coworkers, but I'll just take the higher paying job. So women are always going to, that's how they evaluate men in the sense of like, yeah, you're like good right now, but like, let's say another guy shows up and he's like, I have this nice lifestyle that's just really nice. Or like I could offer you like great sex and great lifestyle. And then maybe you could offer great sex you, but like, there's like the great lifestyle too that other yeah. guy offers. So she's like, ah, you know what? Or maybe the sex is not as good with that guy. It's a step down, but the lifestyle is greater. So she's like, ah, it's not personal. It's just business. And then she kind of goes along with it. So, so basically, if you're a rich guy, you can get away with like way more bullshit. Like you can be pretty much out of shape, like unattractive, like a shitty boyfriend or husband. But like if you're rich and you can just pay for all their shit. Yeah, I think is it, what he's saying. Essentially, yeah. Um, I mean, that's why, like, a lot of the times, like, if you're rich or like one of the top ten percent of men, yeah, um, you have high, more, high value man. Yeah, high value, exactly, exactly. The buzzword they use. Um, yeah, if you're a high value man, you just have more access and more reach. And also, too, there's like this biological um, thing that you could play on women. It's kind of like they're playing against themselves because yeah. they want you more than you want them. And the sense of like you have more optionality where, okay, she doesn't get in your program. You're like, oh, I'll go just go find somebody else. And they instinctively know more often than not that you are the guy that they want. And they know that other women would want you. Yeah. So in that sense, it's like they're more likely to comply to your demands. Because they know you have other options. Exactly. So like- but if you have no options, then they'll just like run all over you. Yeah. So that's why like you want to be high value. So that women are more likely to comply. That doesn't mean you're not going to have bullshit with them. Yeah. That's never, 
women and bullshit are synonymous, man. There's no like woman is like, oh, I'm trying to find a woman that's gonna be not that's not gonna give me any shit, you know? She's gonna be on my program all the time. <laughs> I just watched the Johnny Depp documentary thing with my girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, like Johnny Depp, very high value man. He's he allowed was, to put up with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that he was perfect. They both seem fucking crazy, but yeah, he uh the high value did not get him a uh girl that was on his program yeah i think that a lot of times even that's one of the things that's tricky too because like i've been thinking about this whole concept of like high value yeah there's like one aspect of it is like money but also too you could be a mon- a, a guy with a lot of money being still be a simp you know yeah like you're still it seems like, like there's a lot of that like exactly we've both encountered them like the we crypto that, bros <laughs> yeah we went out that one night with that guy that was like an engineer just like Oh, yeah. Just going off about how much he made and was just like simping the whole night and it did not work out well. Exactly. Like that, that was like his whole f- um, claim to fame. He's like, yeah, I make so much money. I mean, uh, I'm like, okay. And, and then like walking around to simp on some girls and then they just rejected him. And at the end of the day, yeah. So that whole concept of like being a top 10% man, it's like you have to have like a combination of a couple of different things. You have to have your money right for sure. You yeah. have to have like a personality too. And also, too, it's like you have to have like a lifestyle. Like you could have, you need to have like a combination of all three in order for women to be attracted to you. That necess- that doesn't necessarily mean that the women that come into your life are gonna be like these great virtuous women. No, they're gonna just see like, oh damn. So this guy offers this. Okay, I want to be there too. So. He can pay for all my manicures and pedicures. And yeah, and student loans. All the remember? bags, yeah, student loans. And student loans. <laughs> I still have memories about her. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. I, you remember? Yes. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking about, right? Because it was kind of funny. I don't know if you paid attention because I was kind of drunk. <laughs> so there was a moment I was sitting there, and then right before, remember, I sent that text to her. Yes. And then she responded, I think, was it before or after she mentioned the student loans thing? They pay her students. I don't remember. I was drunk. So Was that at our friend's apartment? Yeah. That that conversation came up that she mentioned? I couldn't remember if she mentioned that at the bar once we got to our friend's apartment. It was at the apartment. And yeah, I'm kind of like talking to her. And then at one point, um, she's like, I don't know what I said. This is before the text, I think, I sent to her about like hooking up with her. And then she was like, oh, yeah, um, are you going to pay my student loans? And then there was a moment in my brain. I was like, whoa, I know exactly why she's at this crypto meetup. Oh, my God, yeah. She's trying to, like, find a dude, not necessarily, like, oh, for love or anything like that. She's just trying to find a dude because she knows crypto bros are, like, more likely than not to be nerds with money. Yeah. So she's trying to find a nerd with money that she could manipulate and then eventually extract resources from. So... As she said that, I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, I'm the target. I'm in danger. I'm picturing, like, the math meme. Like, exactly. all the math's running through your head. Exactly. I was like, wait, why would she mention student loans to me? Oh, my God. She played her hand too too early. She played it too early. I mean, if she could have, I mean, if she hooked up with me in the bathroom and then later on, I mean, later on, like, down the line. So and she'd have to wait, like, run. six years for a bull run. From- Pretty much. <laughs> But wait, you got to play the long game. But, you know, I guess nowadays with instant gratification, you got to know where the guy's at right now. And didn't to, like, she already have, like, a guy back home, yeah, too? Yeah, so I know. She's really playing the field. She really is. So, like, that's where, like, it makes you think, huh, who's loyal out here? And she seemed she seemed like a nice girl. I mean, she wasn't bad, but I'm like... Yeah. 
if I was a single guy, I wouldn't have paid whatever her student loan balance was. To, oh yeah, I think it probably was high. Let's just say she, uh, she. I wouldn't say she was a supermodel. Oh no, she's not. She was like cute, I guess. But that that is smart to to go to a crypto meetup to try to. It is find a guy with resources that will simp. Exactly. That's probably like the prime place to do it. I know, and then that was what. Like in my mind, like when I was thinking about it for a second, I was like, damn, this girl's dangerous. Yeah. This girl is dangerous because that's like, that's a pretty level, that's pretty high level thinking. Yeah. Well, being in New York City, I don't think, I don't think she was from New York. Wasn't she from no, somewhere else? No, she was else? from like California. Yeah. She was from San Diego or something like that. I'd say New York City, I'm sure it's full of, full of people like that, but I'm sure that. Yeah, she knew nothing California about California. California is like that as well. Yeah, she probably should have gone to San Fran. Yeah. I mean, like, how did, was she friends with people we knew? I don't even no. know how she like ended up. Because, coming to the bar with us because she it was like her and her friend they both knew nothing about crypto yeah and then later on like at the end of the night when i guess you remember she, we kind of like fell through she's like oh i have a boyfriend blah 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 and then i left and then i saw her walking out her and her friend walking out with some other dude and that guy was like um i had met him through that earlier party that we were at yeah and he was mentioning that He's like a founder for some crypto project. Oh, yeah. I and forgot then, we were with a bunch of crypto founders exactly. back then. I wonder how they're doing right now. Probably not well. I'm sure <laughs> a lot of them have moved on to other projects. Probably. And that's the funny part. It's like, remember the math that I'm doing when she mentions the student loans? And then she she kind of like later on, I was like, she was like asking me, like, what do I do? And I was kind of talking around it. And then I guess she was never able to figure it out. And I guess she's like, all right, I'm done with this guy. Another target. So later on when I was like, when we both were leaving, I remember you went, you took your Uber to go. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, let me leave too. And then as I was walking to go get the train, I see her and her friend talking to that one of those other crypto founders. And then she's like, it's kind of like she's talking in a way where like, oh, she's trying to ingratiate herself with them. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this girl's dangerous. <laughs> so it's like, like, it's kind of like a red pill moment. You're like, Jesus Christ. You dodged a bullet. Exactly. Imagine if too I was desperate. Like, exactly. If I imagine I was like, oh my God, yeah, I want to pay your student loans, baby. Uh, I'll do anything. And I'm like, let's say at that point that the way I'm thinking about it is, let's say I were to be at the point that I think we're both going to be at in 2025. Yeah. Back then in 2021, because I, I would have had the, let's say like I had the money to do it. Yeah. And let's say I'm like, oh, I really like her and I'm like simping for her. It would have been a terrible story, man. And imagine if you like, or yeah. if we're like between now and where we want to be, if you had like a decent amount of money where you're like, oh, I could do it. Like, yeah. it's not cheap to you, but it doesn't like clear out your bag. But just think of like that amount of bag spent on something stupid like that, what that'd be worth in like the next bull run. It'd exactly. be like, fuck, I like spent $2 million now. Yeah. Like on some girl's shit to like get a blowjob. <laughs> I know, right? It was not, that would have been a very expensive blowjob, but still. So I was trying to think of some of the other. Uh, is it Brian? Is it Brian Terraban? No, Doctor Orion. Oh, it's Terraband. Orion. Because I didn't even know. I was like, I watched his videos, but I couldn't remember his name. But uh, the one that I think you said you watched it too of like the timeline for men and women, like bi- yes. biologically. I'm like, damn, like women get a fucking short end of the stick there. Like your teens and twenties are like pretty sick, but then after that, it's like crunch time. Whereas like men, pretty that's much. like that's when the game's starting for them for the most part. Like, yeah, you kind of have to set yourself up in your like teens and twenties as a guy, I mean, like there's people that are like have been in debt and then they turn it around later in life. But mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like women have to they have to have things pretty figured out by thirty if they want to have 
like a fulfilling life with like a not even a high value man but like just a decent guy yeah decent guy like have good selection and just like be able to have biologically healthy babies and stuff like that and i feel he mentioned too like women have been like sold this lie of like you have all this time and things like that and i feel like i know a lot of people around my age that are 30 and like single and just like they're like i'm just having fun blah 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 which like (laughs) like if that's what you want good for you but like i don't know i want to have kids my girlfriend and i are kind of keep kicking the can down the road a bit but like we both know we want to have them even though we have very fulfilling lives without them and both have passions but i think most people want to have kids like i've i hang around a lot of old people from playing music and there's some that don't have never had kids and they're like in their 70s and they're like that was the biggest regret of my entire life is not having kids and i feel like there's gonna be a lot of people from our generation that just kind of like dick around until they're 40 and then can't have kids and then we get to like 80 and there's a bunch of like sad lonely old people with no kids that uh, regret have, their lives they have an ai assistant man yeah but, oh my god people that'll probably be a huge thing in the future like ai kids exactly oh my god they'll be perfect you just turn them off when you don't want them they like never misbehave damn yeah that will probably be a huge thing now i want to watch that movie have you ever seen that movie um the it's called ai and it's like an ai kid i haven't seen it but Wait, is it's it like old. One? It's from like the two, like came out in two thousand. I like I watched it as a kid. Like I can't remember oh. it that well, but I've been wanting to revisit it. Um, it's called AI, and I think I'm assuming it's this couple that can't have a kid on their own, or mm-hmm. for some reason they like adopt this AI kid. So it's like a ten year old that looks like a real human, but it's like a robot. Oh, and shit. I think he just gets like bullied and shit. Like it's like a really dark movie, and it's depressing. Out. It's um not Macaulay Culkin, but it's the uh. Fuck, what's the kid from? The kid from uh, the, like, I See Dead People, whatever that movie is. Oh, it's like, I'm terrible with names. I can't but think. I, I, but I know what you're talking it's about. It's that guy. He was in Silicon Valley later, like, as an adult. He's, like, kind of making a comeback now, but it's that kid. the kid, like, the I See Dead People kid from whatever that. I can't even think of the name of that movie. Yeah, it, let me look it up. With Bruce Willis. But, yeah, that movie is about that, and I feel like that that movie probably is a lot closer to reality now than it was when it came out in like 2000 yeah you know what's funny because it's kind of like one of the things i've been trying to do when it comes to like these theories by like dr orion taraban or these rp guys i've just been i've been listening to it and i'm just like okay but i've been like applying it to reality a little bit it's yeah. like how's like this relating to like my own personal life and the funny thing is to your point about like this idea that a lot of women are like, yeah, I have time. I have time. So I have a friend of mine. She, we ended up seeing each other in, in DC and she's what I'm 25. She's like 24. And she was just telling me like, yeah, you know, I'm like figuring out life. She's like in pharmacy school and whatnot. And then she was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm figuring out life, but I have time. <laughs> and I'm like, you're 24. I mean, you don't really have time. I mean, you should be getting yourself sorted out with a guy yeah. right now because it's like the timelines are very condensed because you have to meet the guy now. And then the guy's not necessarily going to like marry you and impregnate you in like six months. Yeah. He's probably going to take two to three years before you get to that point. Best so, case scenario. I mean, you might get lucky, but I feel like that's like an optimistic timeline. Exactly. Like, hopefully you don't meet someone like me that like fucking drags their feet on everything. <laughs> exactly. So even worse. So you, you can't even control that aspect. 
So by the time, let's say you're really ready to have kids, and maybe you have your first kid at like 29, if you start like today, yeah, or like maybe 28. So you have to get going right now. And she's like, yeah, I have time. I'm not really worried about it. And the way that she's talking, it's probably going to be like, she'll really start to worry about it probably around 28, 29. And that's like the point where it, it's not good for women. Yeah. Because Dr. Ryan Turban had another video where he was saying that women, the way that it works out for them is that they try to enjoy their teens to 20s as long as they can before they realize that their sexual marketplace value is going to diminish. And men, you know, our sexual marketplace value from our early, from our teens to late 20s, early 30s is kind of crap until like it's actually there's an intersection of where there's actually the same. Yeah. And for women, it's like around like 29 to 30. Like, I think it's like 30 or to 31 or something like that. Yeah. And for men, it starts like we are at the same level as them at 30. Yeah. I've heard 33 is like when males on average are like exactly. attracted, which I'm like, how do they judge that? But still rough ballpark. Yeah. It's like, exactly. We're about to be like entering the like prime time and they're yeah. like, and then they're, they're fucking and, retire. Yeah. But they're trying to retire off of you. They're yeah. like, yeah, let me, let me get out of this game right now. I mean, but like, you know, there's like this whole argument about, Oh, she's been with so many guys, the body count. Um, so she has all these issues related to her past because men and women is different. It's like a man could have sex with a bunch of women and not care for all of them. But women like could have sex with a lot of guys and just be like, Oh, you know what? I've been damaged. This one treated me like crap. And then now they project their past onto the future. You. Exactly. Which I, I think guys also do that, but like I know from like personal experience of like friends that girls have like projected stuff that other yeah. dudes have done to them onto them which again i think it's a human thing i think men do it as well but it does seem more pronounced prev- more yeah more pronounced but also the horror stories i've heard from guys, like what guys have done as well i can see why i'd be more traumatic even though girls can do pretty fucked up shit too so but yeah but it's like at the end of the day the way i kind of see it is like you gotta protect yourself yeah as a guy so i mean you it's like the reality of things of how things are gonna play out i mean i just there's like a co-worker of mine he's just saying i think he's 31 or 32 he's no he just turned 31 and then he was just saying like yeah man like right now i'm getting more ass than like i've ever gotten in my life so i'm like damn he's confirming the theory yeah <laughs> so. i know like if i was single right now it's hard to tell if like if I would want to go for someone my age or someone younger, because it's like it's like less damage, less time to like get traumatized, but also whoa, damage traumatized. I, I use them interchangeably. Fallacy. <laughs> I think it's a fallacy. You know why? Why? Twenty-two year olds are getting like it's like you're definitely going to deal with less yeah. damage, but still, I don't know, man. Some of the stuff that I'm seeing from like twenty-two year olds talking about the amount of trauma they're having, I'm like. Like, you just turned 22 or 21. It's like, what have you been doing? Well, that's true. Like, I feel like the less time on Earth, like, you just have less time (laughs) to be traumatized. But also just, like, the cultural differences, too. Like, yeah, I know people that have 10-year age gaps or more than that. And I was like, I couldn't... Like, I couldn't imagine holding on a conversation with, like, an 18-year-old right now. I feel like we'd be on, like, such different wavelengths. So finding the balance between that, I'm like, if I was single, I don't know if I'd go for someone my age or younger. There's definitely downsides to both. But I feel like just as a man, you're going to like probably want to go younger. I think it just just, buys you time. And yeah, you seem more financially 
seems like you have more resources just by comparison when they're like, I have $5 in my savings account to like go buy beers this weekend for college. Exactly. And it's like, I have a 401k. <laughs> I'm established in my career. People respect me. And it's crazy how like old you must seem to them. Like I remember when I was 20 years in college, like 20 years old in college and one of my friends like started flirting with their TA or they like matched on Tinder and he was like 23 and I'm like, he's 23 and he's going after like a 19 year old. That's so weird. Like he's so old. And now I'm like, a 23-year-old looks like a kid to me. So, like, being 30 right now to an 18-year-old, like, I don't feel that old, but to an 18-year-old, I'm, like, probably look like, not an old man, but, like, an actual, like, man. Yeah. But women usually tend to go for older guys anyways. Yeah. Even, I mean, like, remember, like, I bet you're in high school, you know, you had freshmen going for seniors yeah. or, like, juniors. So, I mean, it kind of plays out a little differently in real life. But I think it's in Western culture. It's kind of like seen as taboo where let's say you're like 35 and you're dating like a 18-year-old or 19-year-old. They're like, whoa, you are violating her. But I'm like, no, not really. I mean, she wants to be with me. I want to be with her. It's an even exchange. Yeah. I want her youth and beauty. She wants my wisdom and resources. Yeah, security. Exactly. So, um, I, I mean, overall, I've like, spoken to a lot of people from different cultures from latin culture um caribbean culture and somewhat like american culture it depends on where or like what influences they've had but a lot of times they're like yeah i've dated guys that are older than me and i'm like you're like 20 and she's like yeah like guys that are in like in their early 30s i'm like hmm, okay so there's always gonna be women they're gonna go for older guys yeah so yeah. It's always gonna be and how many I mean like come on, like how many women do you actually need as a one guy? It's like I'm thirty something, right? And I'm like, oh, do I need like ten women? No, not really. I probably need like one as a main, one as a side, and one as like a player around. I had so, a feeling you're gonna say three. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's the rule of threes with me. <laughs> around three is like the max. Beyond that, I mean beyond that I think it's just you're just going for too much, but like I think three is enough. Yeah. Three would be good. You could have two days a week with each and then still a day off on your own. Uh, yeah. I think it's like, it's kind of like you kind of play in with the optionality. It's like the main one is starting to act up and you're like, you know what? This is why I need to go to Brenda. And then she's like, what are you talking about, Brenda? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, she's going to take care of me. And then you go to Brenda and she's like, yeah, she's also mad. And you're like, oh, this is why I need to go to Natalia. And then the, that's where the third one comes in. So it's like if you all three out, can't all be mad at you at the exactly. same time. Exactly. So you can't statistically. If you low. go over three, then I think you're kind of like, yeah, you just gotta like eat that. But overall, eventually, oh, I mean, you only need sex with one, right? So it's like one for three is not bad. Two for three is great. Three for three, you never know. <laughs> I say that that's like Orion. Is his name actually Orion? Who names her kid Orion, by the way? I guess her his parents. But Orion Taraband, like his most recent video, which yeah, we were talking about of like how to have, I think it's like how to have a fulfilling sex life or something. It's just uh-huh. like early in the relationship, if the woman's not down to have sex with you, it's like have a nice night. I'm going to, that's your decision. I respect your decision, but yeah, he compared it to your appetite in a restaurant. So the woman's the restaurant and your sex is the appetite. And it's just like, if her kitchen's not open, you still need to eat, so you go to another restaurant. So, yeah, having three women would give you those those other restaurants to go to if her kitchen's closed. Yeah, that's. But 
in in practice, I, I think that's easier said than done. I mean, if you're not actually dating the person, I could see that working, but I couldn't imagine trying that with like your wife or something. I don't think that'd help <laughs> her very well. I mean, that's where like it, it kind of what one of the things that he mentioned, which is interesting, and it's kind of true. It's just like the longer a relationship between a man and a woman happen, the lo- the more a woman gets the things that she wants over time. So it's like the man gets less of what he wants and the woman gets more of what she wants. And whenever that flip happens, that's when the man starts losing. And and that sense of losing where he's like, he's not going to get what he wants over time. It It doesn't, it's not necessarily like a conspiracy. It's just... It's like a natural thing that yeah, happens. It's just a natural. It's just like water eroding. Exactly. Rocks. <laughs> exactly. It's like in the beginning, it's great. That's where like a lot of relationships, like the beginning, like the first, he says it's like the three, six months is like the best that you'll ever have with this person. You know, new novelty. I mean, you could try other stuff in the future, but it's kind of like to recreate the spark at the beginning. Yeah. That you can never really reach. Um, But it could get close to it, but it's just like, you know, that last, um, it's like, when you smoked your first blunt or like your first joint. Very great. very true. Yeah. You can never recapture you can like never smoking recapture. weed for the you, first few times. Exactly. You're like, oh my God, it's like this blissful new experience. I mean, and then after that you might smoke like five hundred times and you might have like good moments for these other four hundred and ninety nine times, but still it's just like that first one, it was just that's the the dragon. Or like L S D anything. Anything. Any, exactly. Yeah. L S D the same way. Yeah, it's like that first time, it's just like, boom. And then after that, it's just, oh. Damn. I think because you're like in uncharted waters. Like, it's just like, there's still like a mystery about it, which exactly. I'm assuming it's the same for sex or weed or anything like that. Yeah, it's like the law of diminishing returns is pretty much true. So Yeah. Damn it. It's like there's all these laws that we have to comply to them. And you're like, fuck the laws. <laughs> but the laws are like, yeah, you could say fuck me, but. I'm still going to be here and I'm still going to need to be a big influence in your life. So tough luck for you. Damn diminishing returns. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I wish she, like, the, like if I would like to try hedonism for a little bit. But after, like, the first couple, yeah, it kind of sucks. Is that just, like, fully indulging into, yeah. like, all your desires and All stuff? your pleasures. Yeah, I feel like it just, I feel like not having them all the time is what, makes things good exactly like if you had to go eat 10 gallons of ice cream right now like i don't think that'd be enjoyable whereas like the fact that you want more but you can't have more i think yeah it's better to be left wanting than fully going into something to where it's not enjoyable anymore exactly so if you do go down that path and try that though i would be (laughs) interested to hear like a a first person take on how how it goes yeah i I mean, I thought about, I mean, I kind of did like a small sample of it, but at the end of the day, it it just leaves you with that empty feeling. Yeah. I was just like, after a couple of times, it's like with everything, it's like after the first few, like the first one is like novelty. The second one is like you recapture. And then by the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and you're like, ah, oh, this is just like work. Yeah. I might as well just go figure something else to do with my time. So I think it's kind of played out like that in a lot of things that I've done in life. So I don't necessarily see what, I mean, it's not like a matter of like projecting onto other things because it's just, it's going to happen. Yeah. So at least you might as well be aware of it and understand it as opposed to like denying it and having to like relearn the same lesson every time. Yeah. And I do feel like anticipation just like at like not having something before you have something, it's like almost as enjoyable as when you do have it. So exactly. it's just like kind of, yeah, it's nice not to not fully indulge in things. 
It reminds me. It's like, you know, like that whole game you play, like when it comes to like you're texting a girl, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to do this to you. And she's yeah. like, oh, what am I going to do to you? And then like, you're going to do this to me. And then like that whole, that whole thing, like back and forth, you're like, oh, what are you going to do? And then after you actually get done with business, you're like, damn, this actually was that whole The talk, fantasy was exactly. way better than like 45 seconds of like normal sex. Exactly. Like the fantasy like the the creative aspect that we have in our minds, that fantasy aspect of it is just like so powerful and so strong that you're just like, wow. It really makes you think, like, what is pleasurable if it's not in your own mind? So yeah. like, like, do you actually need other people to fulfill the fantasy in the real world if you could just like find a way to tap into the fantasy and hold on to it and enjoy it as long as possible? Does that yeah, make sense? I yeah. But I feel like what makes the fantasy good is like the possibility of it really happening. Like, oh, yeah. if you were like having that same conversation with an AI, but you knew you're like, it, it's not a physical person, you're never mm-hmm. going to actually be able to fulfill it. I don't, I don't think it'd be as gratifying. Like, because in your head, you're like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to actually happen. And so you're like experiencing it as this is going to be something that you're going to experience in the future. And it makes it more real. But if you like knew it was never gonna happen, I feel I feel like the fantasy wouldn't like scratch the same itch. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like if I was, if we were talking about like how we're gonna spend our money in the bull run when we're rich, but we weren't investing in crypto, mm-hmm. I don't think it'd hold the same weight as like us actually believing it's gonna happen. Oh yeah. In a few years, and be like, dude, I'm gonna buy an aircraft carrier because I'm going to be a trillionaire. Like, yeah. But if we actually thought we we're going to have a trillion dollars and actually want an aircraft carrier and thought it was going to be real, I feel like the fantasy would be more fulfilling, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Just the theory I just came up with right now. But <laughs> I feel like if I was texting with ChatGPT, like sexting with a supermodel, it would not be as fulfilling as if I was actually like sexting with a supermodel saying the exact same stuff yeah. and thinking that we we're going to actually have sex. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, but like, if there's a way for you to, like, you know trick that yourself, su- exactly, trick yourself. Yeah, it's like playing that mind game. Catfish like, yourself and be exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, like this chat GPT is just like all of those Instagram baddies. Just it's like just, roofie yourself so you don't remember that you're tricking yourself. Exactly. So, huh? Hopefully, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if we could get like Neuralink to implement some stuff in our brain and with some trickery and some weird psychology that you run on yourself and some AI modeling, who knows what we will be able to do. It's like, you'll, you know, like that whole saying of you can't find fulfillment elsewhere but within yourself? Yeah. I think it's going to be that saying, although it's like something that people like strive to do over time and in their lifetime, maybe in our lifetime you'll be able to actually realize that, like that self-actualization that everything that needs to be experienced in the greatest form could be experienced within you. So, well, yeah, like potentially Neuralink, we could just have it so it's just like constantly dripping the right amount of like chemicals exactly. in our brain so we're constantly just like in a state of bliss or feeling fulfilled constantly. Oh, my God. Imagine governments get hold of that. Oh like, my. Yeah, we need to subdue these people, release the dopamine, <laughs> like, Two o'clock in the morning. I mean, they basically do that with screens and stuff now. Just streamline the process, be a little more effective. Yeah, it's going to be like every dictator's or wet dream of just being like, oh my God, I could control people to like to down to their brain level. Well, did you ever read the book Brave New World? Was that Aldeus Huxley that wrote no, it? No, I've heard of it, but it's just like... So it's kind of dystopian, like um, George Orwell's, well, 
George Orwell's uh, 1982, but it's instead of like a central dictatorship, like the whole society is basically set up to, I don't know, oppress itself, but it's just like, there's no main central government like in 1982 that's like watching everyone and controlling everyone's thoughts. Like the whole society set up so it does that itself. So like everyone's genetically altered, uh, genetically modified basically like before they're born so um yeah so it's like you're born to be like a street sweeper but they make it so that's what you find fulfilling like if you're doing something else to be miserable and there's like the upper class where basically their whole life is just to like live a life of leisure and things like that but it's like they have this drug called soma that you just take and it makes you feel um completely like fulfilled and blissed out. So anytime you do feel unfulfilled or like any type of anxiety, you just take the Soma and you like feel perfectly content and things like that. And it's like basically this utopian world, but it's also dystopian, but no one's miserable. Like, Uh and then they take someone from outside the society and try to like implant them in it. So he wasn't raised in it. He was like raised in like basically on an Indian reservation. So he gets Mm -hmm. transported in and, Within a couple months, he, like, kills himself. Jesus Christ. But, like, is it more humane if someone, like, someone has to work in the sewage systems. Like, people have to mm-hmm. have these shitty jobs for society to function. Is it, like, more humane or less humane if they're modified or if they're altered in a way where they actually enjoy it? So they had no choice in life. Like, they were destined to be someone that is, a like, a trash man. But he enjoys it because he was completely like brainwashed and brought up that way um yeah kind of getting off topic here but it, it's an interesting book it's basically yeah, that of like if yeah if there's a way for like you to feel content all the time would that actually be something that you'd want if you never like had any desires for anything or never felt any anxiety because the world was like set up to make you always feel fulfilled oh yeah because that just made me think a little bit because like as humans, we are not necessarily um how do I say this? It's like our systems have upgraded like technology wise, they gotten better over time, like within our last time. So we've seen like yeah. tremendous leaps and bounds in technology. But us as humans from a biological standpoint, we just haven't made those. Yeah, leaps we're still and bounds. we're still the same as like cave people. Exactly. But like if we were to genetically modify ourselves to upgrade just like software, whoa. But also, too, who does the programming? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it always comes down to who does the programming for you and, like, what are the ulterior motives that, motives that that person has or group of people. And at the end of the day, it's always, like, like the more... Uh, one of the things I've been seeing is just, like, there's been these doomsday series of, like, you know, society is going to crumble and whatnot. But I'm, like, it could. But it's not going to happen, like... From all the theories that we've talked about back and forth, it's never going to be like what we think is going to be. It might be like something completely different. And I don't even know where I was going with that. (laughs) It was just like a separate tangent I was going to go down, but I was just like halfway through. I'm like, wait a second. What was I going to say next? But yeah, how are things going to end? Hopefully they don't in our lifetime. I hope they don't end. Even though I have thought, I'm like... The doomsdays. If we're all going to die anyway, would it be nice to know that the whole world is dying with you? Or would it be more terrifying? Like, because it's kind of sad, like, if things were just getting... Cool, like, if you were 95 years old now and 
I mean, the world is crazy, but also like shit's getting really cool. Like VR is yeah. cool, AI is cool. I'm sure 95 year olds don't care about crypto, but <laughs> it kind of sucked to be like They're waiting for the bull run. <laughs> it's like, damn, I'm gonna die, and the world's like just getting awesome. Like if you were someone that's like really into sci-fi in the 50s, and like now that stuff's becoming a reality, and you're like, yeah. fuck, I'm too old to enjoy it, and I'm gonna die, and the world's gonna go on without me, like. Would that be more depressing or less depressing than like, oh, there's an asteroid coming and everyone's got to die at once. So at least like the party's ending with me. There's not going to be like a fun party going on after I'm dying. Like everyone's in the same boat. But does it matter at that point? Since like, I mean, if you're dead, I mean. I feel like it's more the dread leading up to it. Like ultimately, I guess nothing matters because you're going to be dead anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Would it be better to die in the apocalypse or just like die a normal normal death if you had to choose if i had to choose i think the normal death would be fine yeah i, I kind of would be like a discreet and then like they found him sleeping and when they tried to wake him up he was dead <laughs> yeah i think that's a nice way to go yeah on. i also hope i die in my sleep yeah i would also take the normal death but i've heard other people are like i hope everyone dies at the same time that <laughs> i die i'm like damn that's a pretty bleak outlook i kind of it's kind of like i'm like I'd rather, I don't know, before I used to always think, oh, I just would rather die in my sleep. But I think I would want to die too, doing something awesome. Like, maybe like in a shootout. <laughs> it's like, like in a shootout with people. It's like my enemies, I'm like loading my gun. I'm like, damn it, it's jamming. And then I like grab another gun and I'm like shooting, pow, pow. And then next thing you know, I get a shot in the elbow. I'm like, oh, damn, I'm leaking. And then I'm like, go to the side and then I'm like shooting back. I kill one guy and then another guy just shows up where I didn't see him and he just blasts me. I say, yeah, I think depending <laughs> on how you died in the shootout would be cool. Like getting shot in the head, like going out instantly would be cool. Like yeah. that'd suck like getting shot in the stomach and just like oh, having to bleed, bleed to out for like two hours. You're like, fuck, this yeah. is not cool. I want to die in my sleep instead. Yeah, or like doing parachuting or like, um, I wouldn't want to die like, you know, like, you know, you do, you're climbing Mount Everest and then yeah. at one point you get lost and you just like freeze to death. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Yeah, that would suck. But if I like were to just fall from like, I'm climbing and then next thing you know, I just fall and then just like, boop. I feel like that'd be like. That'd be painful. My girlfriend and I have been watching like, we watched that um, free solo documentary like about Alex Honnold, the free soloing guy that like climbs without ropes. And then we watched some new movie that's came out called The Climb. It's like not a documentary of these girls climbing like some radio tower and then the ladder falls off and they get stuck at the top. Oh, shit. But anyway, it starts with this girl's boyfriend, like they're rock climbing together and his rope breaks or something. He falls off a cliff and dies. Oh, and watching shit. that, I'm like, holy shit, like, I feel like falling to your death off like from rock climbing would be a terrible way to go. Like just like one minute you're like doing the hobby you love and like the next minute you're like, fuck, like I wish I never did this. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, by the time I guess you have like a fully formulated thought in your brain, you're dead. Because yeah. It's like, it's like like that max pain that you hit on the ground. I think there's like a certain threshold. I remember somebody saying it where there's like a max threshold of pain before your body shuts down and dies. Yeah. So that's the point that you die. It's not like, like it's like, like when the person hits the floor, it's like the body experiences it all at the same time, and then it just kind of like shuts the brain. Yeah, down. just like Boop. blackout exactly. or die if it's like fatal. So, but so like, if you're high enough up though, you'd have like probably like three or four seconds where you hit. Like yeah, that's yeah. the part oh, I'd dread to be like, oh that like shit, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, poof, yeah, I'm dead. yeah. Oh my god, like I feel like a car accident must be a similar way. Like, oh, yeah, 
a few months ago, I got rear-ended at a red light, and the person must have not been going like more than 10 miles per hour, but it was still like a lot. And I'm like, I could not imagine like if you had two, even going 40 miles per hour, like in opposite directions, like like you can't even, like I could barely process that. And I was sitting still and the other car was barely moving. Wow. Like a car accident, luckily I've never been in one, but I can't imagine you can process it. It must just like literally be like a blip and then you're you're just like in in shock and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Exactly. Got it. I hope I never experience like God. Car accidents are so scary. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I had, I got my license finally, but you know, it's not like I got a car or anything like that. It's kind of like I'm just going to be like the guy. But at least I have my license, you know. I suppose yeah. just like being carrying around a permit. Kind yeah. of felt embarrassed going to the different <laughs> places. Yeah, that'd be cool if you were like a millionaire with a permit. Still, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I was all, I'm gonna, if I had held on for the permit for another two years, it's probably gonna be, that was gonna be my, my story. Yeah, then you just get a driver for everything. You don't even need a license. Yeah. I mean, there was a, I think, no, no, no. I, we hadn't met him. There was in, in 2021 when there was a Cardano summit. Um, there was a guy that I met at the summit that happened in the city. And he was just talking about how, yeah, he's a millionaire. He was a millionaire. He ten thousand X on Ada. Holy shit! Oh my, ten thousand! Holy yeah. shit! What do you uh, buy it at? Like a fraction of a cent? Wait, because he said ten thousand percent. Okay, so it's okay. not ten thousand X. Ten thousand percent, basically what? That's a thousand times, right? Because don't you move the decimals? Yeah, I think. Wait, or no, is that a hundred times? So a hundred times. So he did a hundred times. Okay, yeah. Yes, ten thousand percent. That's what he said. I think he said ten thousand X, and then later on he referred. He said ten thousand percent. Still a hundred times. Is yeah, he, a he lot. because I think he bought it at a penny. Yeah, but wait, it was that like three something? Like yeah, because I think no, but at that point it didn't reach two dollars, um, three dollars yet. Oh, I think because it was like happening in the summer. Remember, there's like that big spike that it did later in the year. Yeah, but over in the summer it was like trading at like two something. Yeah, so from a penny to two dollars, how much is that? In terms of X's. Yeah, that'd be like 200 times. Yeah, 200 X. Or maybe he bought it at two cents. I mean, when you are when you buy it at a penny or two penny, I feel like... Yeah, pretty much. You yeah. could you could conflate the numbers. Yeah, yeah because because I remember for for some reason, my like the way he said it, he said, I 10,000 X. I think he that's what he said. Yeah. So, yeah. But essentially, he... Long story, the reason why I mentioned him is that he was a millionaire at that point in that bull run. I met his his dad. And How him. old was he? He's like, um, okay, so I was what? How old at the time? Twenty twenty one. I was twenty three. He was twenty six. Oh, twenty six. Oh, so, oh, wow. So he was. Yeah, he's pretty young. Yeah, and then he was like, and the funny thing is, like, at one point of our conversation, I was just telling him about like, oh my god, I'm investing in Cardano. I like it. It's like a long term. And he was like, yeah, man. He reminded me of myself <laughs> last time, like in the, um, like in that point of the right before the bull run happened, yeah. for like 2018, 2019. And he was like, "Yeah, you remind me of myself back then." But he's like, "You know, just diversify, man. Look into other projects, like invest like that, so that in the next time, like next bull run, you don't only rely on one; you can have multiple." And then I remember listening to him. I was like. At first, I don't want to listen, but I was like, yeah, you know what? He has a point. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, now we're diversified. We're looking at different things. And I think, yeah, I'm saying, man, it's going to, the next bull run is going to be interesting. Besides um, Wanchain, are you, 
like really invested in any other blockchains because like most of my stuff besides OneChain is like all at least on the Cardano ecosystem. Are there any other ecosystems that you're like investing in right now or is it all like altcoins on Cardano for the most point? Um, altcoins on Cardano are most of my portfolio, but I, and OneChain being another big one, but I also have this other one called Spores. It's a launch pad. Okay. In a metaverse play. There are a couple of different things at the same time. Um, it's on a Binance smart chain. Um, oh, can you so can you buy it on Binance US? I think so. No, I've been using the um I've been just buying BNB and swapping through my trust wallet using PancakeSwap oh. to get it. Oh, okay. But I think you could buy I think they are also on centralized exchanges too. Okay. So I have that one. But the reason why I like them is because they're going to be big in games in Asia. And you know how, like, Asia games yeah. are, like, like, you know, the Asia market for gaming is, like, billions to trillions of dollars in yeah. the future because, it's like, they love their gaming. They love gaming more than they love women. <laughs> so it's like, Jesus, if that's, like, that strong, then I'm, like, I'm going to put money behind them. And one of the things that I liked a lot about the two founders is, like, they work hard, they're doing their thing, and... At one point in the 2021 bull run, they they like the token hadn't appreciated as much as a lot of people like were complaining. They're like, you know what, um, you guys should be higher. What's going on? The market's pumping, and then one the they got on a call and they like apologized. They're like, you know what, uh, we apologize for this performance, but you know we're still building out, and then in the future, I think. Our token holders will be very happy with um, the product that we're building out in the in our vision. And I remember listening to that call, and I was like, "These are two guys who are dedicated to it." Um, I don't. I, at the time, I think I probably like put five hundred bucks, and it. I mean, it retraced like crazy. It probably was like forty bucks at one point. Yeah. Um, and then I just like decided to just like put some more. Uh, it's like a moon bag type of thing, so it could do very well. It could do extremely well. Um, or because they only have like a $500,000 market cap. Oh, wow. I know. It's like, What's it trading at right now? Like per coin, do you know? Um, or like roughly? A lot of zeros and then a, a, a four. It's like, I think three zeros and a okay, four. Okay. So you could like get a big bat because yeah. it's like, so it's like under a penny per Oh, yeah. Coin. Oh, okay. Yeah. That might be, yeah, I, I think, put a little bit into that. Yeah. I think I'm putting like, I think I want to get to 2 million of the Spores token. Yeah. So that it goes to 20 cents. You see, you're like sitting on like 400k, yeah, and that's like it reaching, not even reaching all time high. I think it's all time high was like 25 cents. Okay, so, so yeah, but so I think it could, it could do better. It could go by, yeah. Oh yeah, because it's like only 500 thousand market cap right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, let's say a million market cap would be small. So yeah, I know that'd be doubling. They are like, they could if they reach 500 million in a bull run or like more. It's like yeah, you see the amount of X's you can do. When did you start buying into them? Um, 2021. Okay, so you were in them like last bull run. Yeah, last bull run. They were just one of the things that I had invested in. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to let it ride. I mean, I'm not going to sell. I mean, the bear market hit. Yeah. And then they keep releasing their like partnerships and whatnot. So I kept following all of the ones from past bull runs. And then I was like, if if I see like activity during the bear market, I'll put a couple dollars here and there. Yeah. So that next bull run... If they survive, but so then they're most likely like even if they don't break all new all time highs, but the amount of money I've invested in them is definitely gonna. Tell you, you never know how many X's. It could be one of the best. Perf- like you always have like these ideas of like, 
the ones that you like, they're going to do the best. But what if this one just like does so well? What if it reaches a dollar? Yeah. Oh my God. That'd be and crazy. then you're like, oh my God. It's like, um, I was expecting these other ones to reach like millions, but they maybe did like a couple hundred thousand. But this one that I, it's not like I had the most conviction for. And it just goes crazy and they get you like two million. And you're like, oh, yeah. damn. Oh, wow. Nice. That's why you do diversify. Yeah. Cause exactly. you never know. Like the market is, it is like gambling. Like, yeah. People like, why the fuck did Doge get to, like, Doge is still high. Like, yeah. What value does Doge bring? Like, is anyone building on Doge? Uh, Elon Musk is talking to the developers. They're saying they're going to do things. Um, it's kind of like a wait and see type of thing. It's not like you're going to build, the, like, true. Is there going to be DeFi on Doge? No. Yeah. It's gonna. It's like all these different things are, that they're saying they're going to do. But um, it's kind of like a wait and see. But still, it's still trading at the top 10. Yeah, I think it's still in the top, like when I checked. Top 10, top 15. Is yeah. It? Jesus. Um, one that I was bought into, I still have like a little bit of it, but I was bought into back in 2017, 2018, IOTA. Do you know like anything about oh, IOTA? Yeah, IOTA. Funny thing is, I just saw Charles is going to, I think um, IOTA, they're going to be in, in Dubai. There's like a big crypto event in Dubai. Okay. And Charles was saying that him and the founder or like one of the top executives in uh, on in the IOTA um, protocol, they're gonna see each other and talk. I don't know possible partnership between the two. So, because I because it, I didn't fully understand, it, but I remember like the Tangle technology and all. Like it seemed interesting, like what they were talking about, but never mm-hmm. really. It seemed like there were like some promises they made that like never came to fruition, or like, I again, I was never into as much as. You are with crypto stuff, but I was very into them back then, but it seemed like they kind of died off. I don't know if they're still seem like a viable project at all. Yeah. Um, from that, I haven't looked into them deeply because I remember you mentioning that you were in them, but it was kind of funny that probably a couple of days ago, there was like a X post between Charles and the, one of the founders of IOTA or the founder of IOTA yeah. saying that we're, they're going to talk at the Dubai crypto summit, whatever happens there and i was like oh wow that's the project jake had talked to me about about the last bull run so i'll have to look into it more yeah maybe if if charles gets into it maybe that that's an indicator that i can throw a little money in there maybe because like the oh and also a big thing that i'm into right now i'm gonna do i haven't started a position yet v chain i think v chain is gonna be is v chain is that the nft thing like the the thing that crypto rain was into that's is that different from v chain um I think like the head like the disney nfts like oh the no that's Vader. omi omi okay, oh, okay i have yeah. The, yeah that one i'm into too yeah man they were have you seen like new york city comic-con and, oh, is that going on right now that i think it just happened a week ago or something like that at the javits center okay i was looking online i was looking on online like at some of the, the fees of like what was going on Oh my god, bro! There's like so many nerds out there. Oh yeah, I can imagine Marvel nerds. Uh, they were like, like the way the excitement that they have for these things. I'm like, wow, these are just like cartoons, you know, like yeah. and whatnot. But like, there's a such a big following, and there's a lot of money to be made. And the VV on like Omi community. Oh VV, is, that's what V Chain VV. Okay, that's. Oh yeah. VV. Oh, I see what. what yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. VV. Yeah, that's the app. But and the then Omi is the, the decentral. Is that the because they had the like on-chain gems you could buy, right? Is Omi the one that's like actually the on-chain currency? Yeah, Omi is like the crypto 
um version like they're going to try to integrate it into the to the app so that they're going to need to try to exchange you're going to be able to exchange your gems which is basically dollars to omi and vice versa but that's further down the line yeah but the omi token which is essentially going to be like the blockchain aspect of it they're going to have new use and utility they've announced some master collector program blah blah i don't really care too much i just want them because i see that they have the major ips like yeah marvel disney all these different things so they've been having like a lot of solid partnerships they had a partnership with alibaba oh yeah for cloud stuff in china um so i'm like yeah next bull run if it reaches like five to ten cents from like what is that right now it's like three zeros and a nine for for omi yeah so it's still really cheap it's still really cheap oh, I maybe think. i should buy that are you getting that on pancake swap or where are you getting omi from no i'm getting that one on bit forex um okay so i'm like essentially buying xlm on coinbase sending it to bit forex because xlm you don't pay any gas fees oh okay is um, xlm is that ripple no, that's like the spinoff of Ripple. Oh, okay. It's kind of like one of the founders of Ripple was like, you know what? I want to go create my own. And he created XLM. Okay. Which is essentially a new version of Ripple. It's pretty good. I like it for like sending stuff between exchanges since I don't have to pay any gas fees. Yeah. And so I send the XLM to Bitforex. From Bitforex, I kind of swap. I swap to USDT and from USDT I swapped to OMI. Um, but Bitforex is a small exchange. It's a Canadian exchange. They're pretty trustworthy in my opinion. They've lasted during this bear market. And you can sign up for them in the US. Like I've, yeah. I definitely looked into them at one point. I think I was trying to get one chain. But I don't know if I ever actually finalized setting up an account or anything. Yeah, they're they're, they're good. Um, I've used the lines them since the previous bull run to now. So overall, I think I'm good with them. Haven't had any issues. And I don't know. Um, I was at first. I was like, you remember there was like that whole scare of exchanges, like or running exchanges. Yeah, I had removed all of my OMI from Bitforex to my Coinbase wallet, like the wallet, your self custody wallet. Coinbase you can has. store OMI in that. Is yeah, it, is it like an Ethereum coin or Ethereum token or what? Yeah, is it it's, on? A, it's an Ethereum co- coin now. So you could put it on like MetaMask if you wanted to. Yeah, you can. Could you put it on the Tangem wallet? Yes, yes, it's actually one of the options because I have it. I haven't sent it yet, but I do have it as one of the options for I my tangent wallet. I still need to set mine up. I'm like still on the fence about if I want there the seed go. phrase or not. You see it? Oh, nice. Oh, so yeah. is it actually one center? Is that like as low as it'll display? Will it not display any more like decimal signs? Um, wait, what do you mean? Like when you go back to the coin, it has like, it's worth like one cent per. Oh, hour. yeah. Um, actually, yeah, that's true because it's not reflecting the exact exact amount. I guess where they have to change the where they're pulling their feet from because, yeah, it's like less than that. Say it might, might be just like a display thing. They might just need to add like more decimal points. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, and then this is the other one I was talking about, Spores Network. Okay. So this one, and then I also have this other one named Drive. And it's like um, a decentralized Uber. Oh, on the blockchain is it actually functional, or is it like? Yeah, they're out of India. Okay, <laughs> I have a I have a funny story about um, Drive. So, um, Drive is it's essentially they're doing an Uber um, on the blockchain. The big the big issue that we have now with Uber is just like the exorbitantly high prices that we pay yeah. in order for us to travel from point A to point B, and also too because they have to do like 
dividends to their shareholders, blah, blah, blah. So they have to keep upping the price and the people, the drivers are not actually making it that much money. So Fadosh um, is the founder of Drive. She is, um, she kind of like realized this issue when she was like, like travel. She does, she did a lot of traveling. And then one time she was like in a Uber and then the guy who was in the, who, the driver said, please cancel the ride and pay me in cash or something. Because the thing is, like, I'm not going to get that much money. Oh, yeah. But I, like, you know, Uber. Just pay them directly. Like, You're basically just moving back to fucking cab drivers. Exactly. With better technology. Exactly. So, um, so essentially, she was like, oh, there's, like, a business need for this. And she decided that, why don't I use the blockchain that'll make it easier for, um, it just make it easier from an operational standpoint and, like, the overhead costs. So you don't necessarily need to have all these centers, data centers, where you actually need um, all those resources that are going to take away from, like, from the, the way that the business model is. It's not going to be as predatory. So essentially all of what needs to be done is, is a subscription basis where all of the drivers that want to access the platform, they pay, like, a monthly subscription fee of, like, let's say, like, uh, like 20 bucks, right? Yeah. And then they're able to access the platform, the drive platform, and they could work as long as they want, and then they get to keep all of the money. That's smart, yeah, because it's like they're paying for the overhead right off the bat. Exactly. Like, it doesn't matter how much they draw. Like, yeah, so you're just paying to keep the network running, basically, exactly. a flat fee, and then you get to benefit from the technology. That's really smart. Exactly. Yeah, if that went worldwide, that would like completely wipe out Uber and Lyft because who the fuck wouldn't want to drive for that? Exactly. So that they're, they're testing it out in India. They've done pretty well. They have like over 30,000 drivers, but, you know, India has billions of people. So yeah, that's a lot that. of room to grow. Yeah. And, yeah, they're utilizing the blockchain and then some of the, like the, the coin itself, they're going to use it for, like you could open your own franchise. Like as you need to have like the coin in order for you to, I think around 2 million Drive in order for you to open a franchise. So you'll be, you have to acquire the coins and then you get an NFT that gives you the franchise rights to like have, um, to have like drivers underneath you that yeah. are like drive, okay, in different sense. cities and whatnot. Would you, are you able to like rate the drivers and like have like any type of like safety shit? So you yeah. can be like, this guy's sketchy, like, exactly, bad there, review. There's bad, there's background checks and everything like that. Just kind of like the Uber. Yeah. Just like an Uber, you have to like do some. Which I wonder about. Like, I had the last Uber I took two weekends ago when my um, girlfriend's sister and boyfriend were visiting. We took an Uber back from Manhattan to here. Mm-hmm. And the car was so sketchy. Like, I looked, the guy had only been driving for a month. He had like 4.8 something review, though, which mm-hmm. was 4.85 stars or something. But he had to drive on the interstate, obviously, getting over here, like on the Verrazano and stuff. And his car could not go over 40 miles per hour. Like, it. Was going like we were going twenty something miles per hour on the interstate when it was like fifty five or on the highway. Christ. He had like put on his blinkers. It was like the end of the night, so everyone <laughs> else was sleeping in the car except for me, and I was like, I was getting kind of nervous. And his car was so loud; it was like shaking. Jesus, and Christ. he like also made so many wrong turns. Like I think some of them were because he was trying to stay off the highway as long as possible because he knew uh-huh. his car couldn't go. And then we got back onto the island and. There's a street called Jersey Street. It's like one of the most dangerous streets in New York. It's like a couple blocks over from here. It's between here and the ferry. Whoa. Um, but for some reason, like we were at a four-way stop and he just completely ignored the GPS and like went around. So we had to drive down Jersey Street in this car that I thought was going to break down. 
And I'm like, is this guy trying to like fucking like kidnap us right now? <laughs> Luckily he wasn't. <laughs> but he finally gets here, drops us off. We get out of the car and this car won't even start. Like his car was literally like stalled out there for 10 minutes. I don't know how he got going. <laughs> then he finally left. Jeez. But I'm like, how did Uber approve this car to drive? Like this car isn't even safe. So I did, um, I used my girlfriend's sister's phone to like report a thing like this guy should not be driving like yeah because you never know this could be like a big issue in and the i future. felt bad because like obviously if he has a piece of shit car like this he needs the money and probably doesn't have many <laughs> options but i'm like it's an, it's not safe to be like i'm broke i need money i don't know how to cook but i'm gonna go be a chef like yeah the one requirement of this job is being a good driver and having a good car yeah and he was not a good driver and had a terrible car but i'm like i thought uber like i thought you had to go and they had to like check out your car before you could sign up but i'm assuming not i don't think so maybe it's just like the aspect of are you a serial killer like the background check or like in your driving history probably those are the only two things they probably check i say it just makes me less i mean i'm gonna still use uber so i'm not that worried (laughs) about but i'm like i feel like their background checks and stuff probably aren't that solid yeah it's like anytime there's an outcry if like somebody gets killed or some big issue then they say, yeah, we're going to tighten it up. but Yeah. Well, I was just thinking that, remember the Nathan For You episode when he has like the taxi drivers like make the sleeper cell to take oh, out Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. when the guy signs up, he drives his like van and that guy has to like walk around and check out his van for him to get approved by Uber. So yeah, I thought that was something they had to do. But that car, like he would have probably pulled up, they would have checked it out and then he wouldn't have been able to drive off. Like it seemed like it would have been very apparent that car should not be used for Uber. Oh, I think probably like the best thing would be like uh, doing in, um some like the new drivers or the drivers in general have to upload like an inspection car inspection. Yeah, that'd be Maybe nice. That's like another aspect. It mu- they must have to be inspected and insured if I had to guess. Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I mean you have to report it. Thank God you reported. Yeah. Next. Uh, next I didn't person. want the refund. I'm like, I hope he gets to keep the money because like he's obviously broke. But I was surprised they didn't offer to refund because I've had ubers like that before where they like drove like crazy and they they gave us all the money back but glad we didn't get refunded but i'm surprised they they didn't offer it oh damn but yeah, yeah. i'm glad that guy got the, it was like a 60 dollar ride so i'm glad he still got that money but he needs a new job <laughs> yeah so yeah let's drive <laughs> I mean, we'll... yeah that would be awesome like having a crypto version where like you know the money's actually going to the driver exactly like it's such bullshit now that they like expect you to tip uber like that was the whole big thing it's like oh you don't have to tip like and yeah. that's like, oh, I guess we're paying Uber most of this and then we have to tip, which, I mean, I don't tip most of the time. I'm like, that's what I'm paying Uber for. And aren't you realizing like when you go to restaurants, everywhere is asking you for a tip when you put in your credit card? Oh, yeah. Well, I, restaurants. I no, mean, not, um, I mean, not restaurants. Like oh, like, Shake like Shack, a store. Like yeah. A yeah. Stores. Fast food. Yeah. 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 I always feel bad. Like, yeah. Pizza places, too, where yeah. I'm like. Like, if I sit down and you serve me, or if it's, like, a bar and, like, you're getting a drink, but it's, like, yeah, you, like, that's your job. Like, why am I, <laughs> why am I paying for, like, takeout? Like, why exactly. am I tipping for takeout? It's, like, I'm, st- it's, like, literally the whole job is, like, I order, and then I just stand there in order for me to get my order. Why do I have to like pay you? increase the prices if, like, if that's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird because they're, like, because you put in your card, and they're, like, yeah, so... Look at the tip option, and I'm like, I feel like it's I weird for go, both of us because I, I feel know. like they feel awkward too. But it's like they also probably want the extra money. Yeah, it's like they're saying me tip, and then I'm like, no tip, and then I complete my order. Yeah, I should start paying cash just to avoid that. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's a good idea. I <laughs> mean, I'm not gonna I'm, do it. I don't carry any cash, but <laughs> we don't accept cash. I'm like, damn it. 
Oh uh, yeah, God, I hate tipping, but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that crypto Uber thing works out. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so uh, crypto Uber, the spores like the decentralized, um, it's not decentralized, um, Launchpad, um, Metaverse, and they're like doing a bunch of different things at the same time. So, so I have that one, and then most of the other ones are like Cardano plays. Um, I'm trying to get into like gaming a little bit, but like, like I've never been a gamer. Yeah. So for um I know Crypto Rain he's, he's pretty much he made his um like last bull run, the biggest thing that made him the most access was um Axie Infinity. Oh yeah, that was like well yeah, because like third world countries are like using that as their like default currency basically. Yeah. But yeah, it is a game yeah, that's weird how that is a game, but also like countries are using that as their currency because their like actual currency sucks. But he actually knew about Axie Infinity when it was just like two guys in the room talking about it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he got in early? Yeah. He got in to the point where he could have actually, if he had held longer, he would have made a 3,000x. Oh, my God. But he made like, I think he sold everything by 100x. Oh, so he cashed out too early? Yeah, because he made like 500,000, but like if he had waited, you see... He would have made like 50 million? Yeah. Holy shit. I know. And... For one aspect that I've realized is just like, I'm. That's where like I think I'm gonna just diverge away. You know, I've been learning a lot from him, yeah. listening to him a lot. But I think in the next board, I'm gonna take some chances that could really pay off, or it could, I could get wrecked. Yeah, <laughs> not like leverage trading or anything, but it's just like I think I'm gonna try to hold on, like try to like not time the top per se, but say like you know what I think it could go higher. Yeah, not not necessarily like holding my whole bag until then. Yeah, but holding enough so that I could take on like that big gain because yeah, what if you exit everything, I don't want to exit a hundred percent at a hundred x. Yeah, I want to like I don't know if I'm like deciding like twenty five percent for like maybe it goes three hundred or five hundred x. Yeah, because that's like whoa. Well, I think I just came up with a strategy right now, but like coming up with a number that would be enough to like make it so you potentially wouldn't have to work for like two or three years mm-hmm. and like also be able to like stack a bag for the next bull run be like i need a hundred k i mean i don't think i could actually probably figure out a way to live three years off 100k um you have to move to a third world country i know i, I lived here for like over a year and a half without a job off not that much money like on less than 40k i don't know i somehow find a way to stretch money i don't even know how it works i oh. i went three years without working like willingly and like lived very comfortably somehow huh i don't know how I, yeah i don't know but how you, I did you it. didn't go out to eat right yeah i don't it's because if it's up to me yeah my girlfriend and i were also doing long distance for two years of that so that okay so. and it was during covid so um yeah i don't i don't go out to eat or like any of that shit that like eats up a ton of money um but like figuring out what that number is and then like cashing out up to that number at like not the like if it gets to 100k be like okay i want to get 100k out if that's not 100 percent, trying to figure out a way to explain this like basically cash out enough so you could be comfortable even if the rest goes to zero and then just holding on to the rest of that mm-hmm. for like the long run until you like think it's at the peak and being more risky with that so like cashing mm-hmm. out enough where you'd be happy ish or you could like survive until the next bull run mm-hmm where you could reinvest that and then just like being risky with the rest and being okay with like potentially fucking up and like missing out on millions of dollars if you ride it too long. Yeah, you're definitely right about it because the reverses in crypto happen pretty quickly. Um, 
one of the things like I've been thinking about exactly what you said because I, I think I think I'm just want to go. I want to do one run, and the, what I mean by one run is after this run, bro. I don't necessarily want to work again. Yeah, like I don't, bro. Like I, it's like I'm dreading for the next. I mean, we still have to do this for like another year and a half to two years before the boron happens. Yeah, the worst case scenario, it happens maybe early 2026. That's worst case scenario. Like yeah, World War Three, maybe some other worst case scenario doesn't worst happen case ever. Scenario. Exactly. So. Worst case scenario, it happens a little later. But the way that I've framed my mind is just like one run, take out like the amount, like you said, to live off of for like four years because, you know, the next one probably will take four or five years. Yeah. And then, yeah, so have enough money to go um, to be able to live comfortably for those four or five years just to chill. Have enough, again, to like reinvest. Um, but like I won't like reinvest right away, you know. Wait for things to, yeah, to like really retreat. Like get to where no one's fucking talking about crypto. Exactly. Again. People are like saying, "Oh, it was gonna go back down." Because I think like this bull run, I knew it w- the prices were gonna retrace from twenty twenty one, but I didn't necessarily know how. And it kind of all kind of plays out the same way. Yeah. So I'm just gonna wait. Like it's it's not not that long that you have to wait. Be outside the market. It's pretty much like five to six months, and you're pretty much close to like knowing. You're close to the bottom. You might yeah. not catch like the bottom bottom, but and then just start DCing in again. Exactly. So, yeah, I think I'll do that, and I think I want to take like 200k out for me to live, um, for the next four to five years. Yeah, if you go to a third, uh, if you go to Columbia, you're gonna be exactly. That's what I want to do. It's like I'm just gonna go live out there, like, explore the country, learn Spanish, and then I don't know, have a chica or two or three, <laughs> and then they just chill, and then like live in South America for a while. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't matter if I go Colombia, Argentina, all these places, man. Like, if, like, I'll have like the equivalent of 50K. And 50K, I'm, I'm essentially rich. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have to worry. I could be in the best neighborhoods. Um, I could take an Uber everywhere I want. And I'm not like crazy party guy. So, I mean, besides like going out to have lunch or like eat out with people, it's not like I'm going to be spending like all my money on like drugs, alcohol, or anything. Crazy, yeah. So, I could live fairly well just, like, hanging out and just chilling for four to five years and wait for another bull run. Yeah. I've convinced my girlfriend if, if things go well, she'd be down to go, like, live in Portugal for a few years if we wanted. So, And if you lived outside the main cities, like, I mean, I think Porto would still be pretty cheap. But I feel like if you weren't in, like, Porto or Lisbon, I feel like it'd still be, like, pretty cheap. But yeah. also with the World War Three shit happening, like, maybe South America would be better. Like yeah, with I mean, Ukraine and all that shit, it's like yeah, I'd, I'd rather be a little a little further away from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm but I think Portugal was like fine during World War Two. I think like they didn't even get involved until the end. Oh, okay, but like at one point, I think they sided with the Nazis, and at the end, they're like, actually, we'll <laughs> go with the Allies. <laughs> That's funny, but I mean, the the thing is, Argentina. I think you guys should like, like I said. I say I do still definitely want to check it out and Colombia too. I want to check both those out. Yeah, Buenos because I think Buenos Aires since you you both like the Europe vibe. Yeah, it's literally just like Europe. I'm just not. Is it hot inflation. down there? I'm not a big fan. I really don't like heat. No, it's not heat. It's like they they are just like North America, but the opposite. Okay, so it's still it's still like pretty temperate. Yeah, it's like summer over here is winter over there. Okay, and winter over there is summer over here. I mean, I just said it. And did you say it's um, do you say it's central time zone or east time zone? Uh, east. I think we're in the same time. Yeah, I think 
No, I think it's central. Okay, but it's still, it's, it's, not, it's still not like a huge time difference. Which no, you nice. and then it's just the issue is like Colombia is warm, but the same time zone and it's closer to here. Yeah, but Argentina is just further. It's a little further away, but it's the same time zone. You'll be fine. Yeah, and yeah, the cost of living is pretty good. So, I mean, I'm gonna be there. I'm I'm gonna do a hostel for the first week. I'm there. Oh, that'll be good to like meet people and stuff too. Exactly. So I'll meet people, go on tours. I see what other people are doing and just kind of like tag along. Yeah. But I don't want to stay in a hostel for like my entire two weeks there. So like the second week, I'll just do an Airbnb. Yeah. And just like if I, you know, you meet people, or we have like plans, then I could always link back up with them. And then we could just go on like on a day trip or something. So yeah, I'm, I'm still organizing it. I think I'm I'm definitely going to book the the hostel within this week. And then next week is going to be like Airbnb and what I want to do. I mean, it's still like a couple months away, but I don't how long are, are you there? F- how many days are you there for? Um, I'm there from the ninth to the twenty second. So like oh, thirteen wow. days. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a long trip. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't really. It's like I I didn't have to take any trips this year besides earlier in the year and yeah. Like besides that, if I didn't have that health scare in the middle of the year, yeah, I essentially haven't really taken that much time off. Yeah. Oh my, that's cr- the beginning of this year feels like forever ago. Like I even know, my man. trip in May feels like forever ago. Yeah. Say, because next, my girlfriend's dying to go to your. Well, she really wants to go to Italy, which I'm like, would be interesting. Italy's actually expensive. I know. I was going to, I'm like, I doubt, like, I mean, I'm pretty conservative with my money. I'm like, I feel like we're not going to like it that much more than (laughs) Portugal. And it's going to be way more expensive. Even though it would be cool to, like, see Rome and shit like that. But next year, we have a fuck, like, we have like five or six weddings. And Jesus Christ. So we have to go to California for my cousins. And we have one the next week in Florida. So we're going to probably just make that into a trip. Like, we're going to, go out to California and do like Yosemite and the Redwoods and all that stuff. So that's going to be more expensive than a Europe trip probably with how expensive California is. Oh yeah. Um, so that'll probably be our trip next year. So then we probably won't do any international travel until the following year. 2025. Yeah. So probably the bull run, like we'd probably do it earlier in the year. It seems to be our trend, but she really wants to go to Europe, but maybe uh, if you give me some really good feedback about Colombia and Argentina, I can over the course of the next 18 months convince her to, take a trip down there we can scope it out to see argentina definitely would be i think argentina you you both will enjoy yeah. i think the europe vibe the good food and a lot of european influences you'll both be there and be like oh we were thinking about europe this whole time but we could have just like gone to buenos aires and had a good time because it's essentially just like that i still understand how the economics are so fucked up there and it's not like gonna like fall to shit like how is it I know, like right? how is there like that's the only thing that makes me, i'm like oh it's so cheap but like i'm like is it gonna fall apart and like fucking turn into a failed state uh it kind of is a i've heard that it is a failed state in some aspects which makes sense when the economy is so shit but one of the things i keep thinking about right like why do people go to work yeah like, your money is basically worthless yeah so because like Colombia's not a failed state, is it? Like no, I mean they have high inflation, but at times, but not as bad as yeah, like Argentina. Yeah, because that's I'm like it sounds really nice, but I'm like, do I want to be in a place where like the economics are so fu- like, how do you pay your bill? Like, is are prices constantly changing at the grocery store? Just like it's yeah, the, at it's, the grocery store, it's like you show up in the morning and then in the night, it's like two different prices because of like, they sometimes they don't even put like you know in the menus. Yeah, they don't even put prices anymore. They're kind of like. It's kind of like a, I remember they were saying like this kind of like they keep putting um, 
It's like putting a sticky note on top of a sticky note, yeah. like updating the prices, and it's like, wow. Well, that's the only thing that, like, because it does sound very appealing, but I'm just like, that does not seem sustainable to be that. It just seems like chaos. Yeah, and then like, there's there was this guy, this YouTuber. He actually was in Argentina, probably. He re- I, because you know now I'm looking at Argentina content and just showing up on my yeah. feed. Just some random guy. He yeah, he had a very nice video, but he went to the hood of Argentina, <laughs> and I was like, I'm not gonna be there. But like even the hood, some of the places actually don't look too bad because the government, essentially, because they have like a lot of socialist programs, and I think that's one of the issues of like why, um, they they have their economy kind of sucks because it's kind of like the government say, like, all right, we'll take care of the people, and then they just print up a bunch of money to like fund some projects, and at the end of the day, it's like where did this money come from? You know, you can't yeah. just like at least they're printing money to keep it inside the country. Um, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so. it does work out for us from the, the gold videos you sent us that we're printing all this money and then sending it outside yeah, the country to get <laughs> real physical goods. So we get, we, yeah, we get real goods. They, they get, they get paper. paper. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we get them on the side, the other side of the trace. Like, yeah, we're getting some solid stuff, and we're like, yeah, you are. Thanks for the cars. Here's Thanks for the <laughs> some green paper. Exactly, we give them the um, paper, but. Yeah, in Argentina's case, they can't necessarily. So they're do not that. they're not exporting their inflation, which is why their economics are so fucked up. Yeah, it's like he showed like two hundred bucks U.S. and it was like a stack of cash, like very thick, like this thick. Holy shit! I know, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I'm kind of scared too. And I'm not scared, but a little concerned because I'm gonna be there, and you don't want to use your card, like your credit card, because you get a worse rate. Yeah, because with the inflation, so you wouldn't want to get cash from people on the street. Like there's like people who, like you literally carry Argentinian pesos, and then you give them U.S. dollars. Yeah, you said there's it. like two different, ex- like a black exchange exactly. rate and a different one. Yeah, the government one and the, there's like the they call it the blue rate and then the government rate. The government rate is be- um is better for like when you want to exchange your money back okay. to your currency because. The government is gonna like always lie about inflation. Like, yeah, it's not that bad. How's that work with booking your Airbnb? That like, how can they book Everything some? Everything is in U.S. Well, how do they? Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That way, and they're like, our 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 money is too shit for us to like deal with this. Yeah, that's what I'm just like. We use their euro and the um in the U.S. dollar. Because I was wondering, yeah, because the price would like between now and a few months from now, like yeah. the price could be radically different. So I'm like, how do they even plan that far ahead? Like even with U.S. Because I mean the. The like exchange rate still would change too, so I'm yeah I don't know, but yeah it just seems like planning anything in the future <laughs> would be a nightmare there. Yeah, it's like the people there's a I don't necessarily know how true it is because like that was just like a small segment that I watch, and then they were like people just keep they know that money is not worth anything, so they just keep partying and you just going outside, or it's like every weekend it's like there's no like point in saving and staying at home. Yeah, like oh I'm gonna save money. <laughs> Because next week your money's not even gonna, it's gonna be worth less than it was worth today, so might as well just go use it and enjoy it. Yeah, well, it seems like it make a fun culture until until yeah until no one can eat. Yeah, but yeah, why is anyone producing goods or doing exactly. any type of work? That's what I keep saying. I'm see, because I was like sitting down, looking at with a guy who was showing like oh um, he was just showing like the hood in Argentina and whatnot, and he was showing other aspects. And at one point he zoomed out. I think he had probably had like uh, his camera on. Uh, What's the name? On a drone? Yeah. And he zoomed down in the city. And then I see like cars going places. And I'm like, wow, there's still economic activity or just people going out and doing things. So 
huh, but how are these people getting paid? Like, why would they keep going? So it, it, it brought me back to the question of like, okay, like I know in the U.S. we're experiencing inflation and we're like, people are like, oh, we're going to get the hyperinflation and things are going to get crazy and people will not work anymore. And I'm like, I don't necessarily know if that's true because Argentina and these other countries, people are still waking up and going to work. Well, it's like if everyone buys into the delusion, I guess it can keep going. If everyone just like, yeah. like are wages fluctuating that? That like prices are fluctuating. Is it like, oh, I'm making 60K this year. And then the next week the company's like, oh, actually you guys are making 100K net. Like if no. the prices are fluctuating, how does that work if your wages aren't fluctuating as well? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a double whammy. Because I remember, I think I told you, I, there was this one guy I was talking to and he was just saying that, yeah, he kind of feels bad for his family. They work in Argentina, and like in, I don't know if it's government or whatever agency, and their money does not adjust, and then the inflation just goes crazy. So yeah. it's like you're you're losing purchasing power, and but you have to keep working in the currency that's being devalued yeah, under that, you. So that makes no sense. I know, but it's like, but it still work. Yeah, well, I'm interesting to hear. Yeah, how what your thoughts are on it like if you say it's an awesome place i'd, I'd definitely like to check it out and yeah wait I, uh, wait between bull runs there yeah i think that i think that's my my plan is just like to wait after this bull run to wait out the next bull run in uh, um in south america yeah that seems like a pretty solid plan yeah i mean the worst thing is like safety aspect but i'll just make sure to be in good neighborhoods and not go, not venture to like dangerous neighborhoods. Yeah. Essentially what I do here. Yeah. Let's say, yeah. It's not like New York's the safest place in the world, even though. Yeah. You could get like. I feel pretty safe here for the most part. I, I think in my train station, I think I told you way back when, some guy got pushed on a track. Oh, yeah. I think you did mention that. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like right by where I live. So. Let's say, well, I told you like two people have got shot in the head like around yeah. the corner from here. <laughs> I clipped that. Yeah. yeah oh, you did. <laughs> And we're right next to Jersey Street, which is also super... Di- it's so crazy how different, like, it is from street to street. Like, even this block, like, the other sides of this block are, like, pretty fucking sketchy. And, but, like, across the road over there, like, super nice houses. And, like, down the block, like, the nicest park in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, one of the nicest parks in New York City in general. Mm. But just crazy, like, how it doesn't seem like it crosses over. But, like, there's a bunch of sketchy people but like they don't come to the street for some reason <laughs> they're, they're like just a quarter of a mile away i don't know i did go out in the rain yesterday and there's a shirtless guy walking down the street just at like 8 a.m so that's kind of weird but he didn't bother me so it's fine. <laughs> he was just doing his thing but wow. yeah oh do we want to talk about vr at all oh since, yes yes since oh. you did just experience vr for the first time in your life well yeah um if first time it was pretty great um, I had I still forget the name of that headset that I ha- I do have at home. Um, I played around with that headset way back, probably in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, and I was not impressed at all. Yeah. Um, but this one, it's really great. Um, like that's one of the things I'm starting to think about. Like now that that motion sickness that I felt, that's probably gonna be something that they have to address in the future because it's like. You don't want people just like collapsing or falling yeah. over in their apartments, and you never know in tight spaces. I mean, your spot is pretty spacious for for me to w- move around, but a lot of people don't have that luxury. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're like 
lawsuits up against. Well, they do say it's called like getting your like VR legs, like your C legs or whatever. Like uh-huh. eventually you do adjust to it. Like that game did earlier when I was playing it. I think it's because I played it like first thing in the morning. Um, but as I've used the headset more, I get less motion sick. Okay. And I think that like that headset does it way less than the original Quest that came out in 2019. Okay. That one, because I guess the higher the refresh rate, the like less, like it's more smooth, so it's less likely to give you motion sickness. Um, but yeah, like any game that has where you're moving around a lot in the game, but not in person, is going to trigger that more. Like the super hot game you were playing where you're moving around a lot, mm-hmm. like I'm assuming that didn't trigger it, right? No, I was fine in that one because it get like, like all the movement was you were actually moving for it, but that one you're like using joysticks, so you're running around while you're like standing in place, and you're, yeah, you're not even tur- like you're turning without even turning, so that does trigger it. Um, so yeah, locomotion is a big thing in the VR community, they need to figure out. Uh, there are like omnidirectional treadmills that have come out that you like kind of stretch. Like, did you ever see the movie Ready Player One? Mm-hmm. So they actually do have some of those. Um, so you kind of like strap into it, and however you walk, the treadmill like walks the opposite direction at the same amount of time. Oh, so you're staying in place, but you're like actually physically walking. So I think that is one viable option. They're just again like kind of big and expensive and heavy. Um, yeah, that that's definitely something to overcome, and then also just like the tactile tactile feeling stuff. Since like, yeah, when you're picking up like the bow and arrow and stuff, it's like kind of awkward because you're not actually like holding stuff. But uh, yeah, but it, yeah, but overall, I am very impressed. It's but the Apple one that's coming out is going. Is it going to have all of the functionality that this one has? The Quest for the price, I'd hope so, but I don't think it's like really. It doesn't seem to be marketed towards gaming like this, like the quest, the primary thing. It's like gaming and then like productivity is kind of like a secondary use where I mm-hmm. think that the Apple vision is like very much for productivity. So it's like for having virtual screens and like doing all the stuff you'd be doing on your MacBook in VR and like for meetings and business and stuff like that. Whereas like this headset can do it, but like it's definitely more focused on gaming. Um and mixed reality seems to be the next big thing. Like this is their marketing as the first mixed reality device. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually done it because, I mean, it's still pretty light in here, but still not that like the pass through. So when you're actually seeing the apartment, like it looks pretty blurry. Yeah. Um, but they have some mixed reality experiences I should actually try out, but it like actually overlays stuff into your apartment. So from the videos I've seen, like aliens come into your apartment and you have to like shoot them. And if you don't, they, like, put holes in your wall, and it, like, looks like you can see another dimension through your wall. Oh, wow. And it's actually overlaid, and, like, the aliens can, like, hide behind your couch or, like, actually hide behind the objects in your apartment. Whoa. Um, so that's supposed to be the next big thing, and I think that's where the Apple headset's really going to, like, it's. I think it's going to be a generational leap for that headset. I think it's going to be really good on that, where this is, like, still the best that's out there, but still, like, in very... It's very early in the timeline of like development. Like it's it's not that good yet, but I think the Apple one's gonna be really good. You know what I want to talk about? Porn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have tried it out a little bit in the headset. How is it? I mean, I tried it out in the past headset. It's not that much better just because the quality out there isn't that good. Like maybe uh, if you pay for it, if there's like a premium website that like none of it seems like it's in 4K, so it's kind of blurry. Browsers maybe. I, f- I found that like dedicated VR um, websites have, again, I haven't, I've only 
done it once on this headset, but from my previous experience, it seems like websites that are dedicated to only VR had better oh. stuff than like Pornhub and stuff like that. Okay. I've actually found kind of weird rabbit hole, like 3D, like animated stuff, like cartoon stuff oh. is more, it's because it's like a little more immersive and I think it's higher quality because it's not like filmed on a camera. Oh, shit. So that actually would make sense though. I did find some that some weren't, weren't too bad. I mean, they're only like, a, they were like a minute long or sh- or shorter than that. Um, but there's definitely potential there. I think if you like <laughs> partnered that with like a flashlight, it'd be pretty good. Have yet to experience that, but yeah. I think that would be, um, that'd be good. But yeah, once the cameras get better or like, I'm sure if you downloaded it too, I think streaming probably reduces the quality, even though like, oh, I, see. I have good, like, I think I was streaming at, I think one of them was like 2060K or whatever, like the one that mm-hmm. bump up from 1080p. Um, but still, you can like kind of see like the artifact, like everything kind of like looks like it's made out of blocks a little bit. Like, oh, I see. Or it looks kind of grainy. Um, okay. But yeah, I think when there's higher quality content out there, it'll be better. Also, controversial take. Not a huge fan of the POV. Like, you know, you like think in, like in the headset because just like you're laying in bed and they're standing. Or, I don't know. It's just like immersion, immersion breaking. Like. I wish there was more where you were like watching two people and it's just like you were in the room. Like, I feel oh, like, like a more of a voyeurism. Yeah. Like and not game. even that. Like, I just feel like it'd be more immersive than like, I don't know. It, oh. it doesn't match up with your butt. Like, I don't always, because then you're like looking down the whole time too, or like. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, I think it'd just be nice. Like, if you were on the couch and like two people were having sex, like right oh, there. Oh, I see. I see. It, it, that makes sense. But everything's like, like everything's POV. Like, I've found very few that aren't pov where i'm like you think that'd be a thing they could just set up like a 3d camera like one of those 360 degree cameras Mm -hmm. and then just shoot normal porn but oh it's kind of like you feel like you're like the director but not really yeah you're like right there and then you just see it right in front of you and i think that because like when you have sex it's already pov so i think it'd be cool because like i've yet to be an experience in real life where i just like watch people have sex right next to me so i feel like it even like it'd be more novelty too like i feel like that would be So I'm surprised people haven't thought of that. But there was one. I haven't watched it on this new headset. But on the old headset, it was like um, it was like a sex ed video. On, like it was porn, but it was like the girl did like breathing exercises with you before oh. and like walked through like all the foreplay and stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this would be like really good for like educating people on like how to have <laughs> yeah. good sex and like healthy sex and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Um, unfortunately, I can't Is it August Ames or something? Unfortunately, the girl that was in it killed herself oh shit really yeah i think she like made some comment about trans people and got like bullied on twitter and then killed herself oh shit which i didn't realize till after i watched him like oh i just like jerked off to like (laughs) vr of someone that's dead um but that i'm like they need to make more of that i'm like educational like vr porn content seems like that would be like an actual positive step for the industry you jerked off to a dead person yeah well, probably not the first time. I can't imagine every porn star I've watched is still alive. Yeah, that is true. I mean, the thing is, like, too, there was, like, a period that I used to go for, like, um, back in the 80s and 70s. Oh, my God. Actually, some of the stuff in the 70s, these girls had too much bush. Oh, yeah. That was, like, the big thing. Like, yeah, that's, like, a more recent development Yeah, like the, that the, they don't. Like, the bush thing is, like, oh, no. I mean, I was first of all, I remember the first time around, I was, like, this is, it's, like, you know, it's, like, so weird that you're kind of turned on by it. And then later on, you're like, ah, this is kind of disgusting. <laughs> it's like this big bush. It's like, ah. And then it, it's like, ah. 
actually now I'm like being disgusted thinking about it. Yeah, I've ne- I've never been a fan. Yeah, usually, usually oh. if I see a but even like not even a big one, I I usually click onto a different video. Wait, but, but like you know what? I, what what's not bad when they did when they do like a, a um, like a landing strip or something. Yeah, a landing strip. I, I could be okay with like in a video that's fine, but like I don't know in real life. Yeah, not I'm not, not a big fan of hair, but that that's just my personal preference. People should yeah, do whatever yeah. they want. I feel like it's gonna turn like I feel like everything comes in phases. Like I feel like bushes are like it's right around up the corner that they're gonna come back. I, I hope mean, I hope not, but I feel like <laughs> I mean a lot of there's like this. I mean, where you know like, a lot of women are just like not wearing bras anymore. Yeah. Um, and also to probably like one of the, another thing is like women just like not shaving as much. Too. Yeah, I've noticed like armpit hair and like yeah, leg hair so coming back and stuff. Which I'm I like, think that the bush is like the next corner of there's like. Well, oh. I can imagine those people like if they have armpit hair, I would guess they probably have a bush. Just to my assumption, I could be completely wrong, but my assumption would be like if you're not going to shave your hair and your arms, I mean your legs and armpits, probably they have a bush. You're probably right about that. I haven't. Yeah, actually, I haven't met a bush yet. Yeah, and I don't think. Yeah, I never. Uh, I never have. No, I mean, she didn't shave for like a couple of days, but that's different. Yeah. It's not like a full on bush. You yeah. Know? That's different. <laughs> so, yeah. Huh. But actually, that is interesting to take the POV part. Because when you were talking, I was like, I bet you POV. I was thinking in my mind, POV would be good. And then later on, as you were talking, I was before you even mentioned like POV, your controversial thing. I was like, POV might have not be that good because of, yeah. And then later on, you kind of confirmed it, but I, I just like. Well, there's also like not many experience. options because the guys not move like, the guys just stat like the guys either standing or laying down like, mm-hmm. not moving. So it's like getting a blowjob or, cowgirl or doggy style or like your options, hmm. which is the reason I like that animated one. Because it was like, I think it was it was a character from some Nintendo game. Because she was like humming the Mario theme song, but like <laughs> she's like a goddess or something. But she's like able to like teleport. Like I don't know, she was able to magically change positions. So she like went from like various positions like really oh, quickly. Oh, wow. So like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's a good video. So oh, that's nice. It's like you, you can't, you literally can't experience that in real life. So that's a good use of. I wouldn't mind doing Lois Griffin. Yeah. Uh, hey, give it time. I think. I did notice an uptick, um, like before this, like the week this website came out. I before I got it, I started seeing like VR porn popping yeah, up more. I mean, it was mostly like, um, like three D animated stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that is definitely a thing. So probably, it wouldn't surprise me if there's some Lois Griffin stuff out there. The voice, I don't think I could do the voice though. Peter, <laughs> shut up. Oh, Marge. Actually, it's kind of interesting. Like two of the. Ones that you would kind of want to have sex with. Have bad voices. They have terrible voices, yeah. Marge Simpson and Lois Griffin. Oh, even Bonnie from, like, Family Guy. She has an annoying voice with that oh, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, what's Jim. that actor? I can't think of the name of the actress that does that, but yeah. <sighs> annoying. Oh, you know who um, Meg's voice? Because oh, it's Mila, Mila Kunis? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind smashing that. <laughs> But it's Meg, though, so it's kind of like... If you could put Lois's body with, with Mila Kunis's voice... The technology is there. If you got on Fiverr, I'm sure you could find I a, know, right? a 3D animator to do that. <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah, we hadn't even gotten to the AI stuff, too, like some of the Adobe things. Um, oh, yeah. Like, one of the things they actually have, um, one of the things they showed off is you can, like, 
take a picture. So they had like a picture of a kid like in a kung fu stance. Um, and then you can like have it model. It can adjust the pose of the 3D character off the picture. So you could like have a picture of this kid doing kung fu and then it could make a 3D model and you could make that into like Lois Griffin and she'd be doing like the same kung fu pose. Holy shit. That's like 3D model. Cool. So, I mean, Adobe's like very high on their censorship stuff. Like they don't, like I generated some stuff in Dolly 3 and then tried to use um, Photoshop AI to like make it, to do the outpainting to mm-hmm. make it bigger and it like blocked it. But if there was an uncensored version of that, you could like definitely just like take a porn video and then have that copy that onto a 3D model and <laughs> animate the whole thing. So, yeah, I think within like the next five years, the amount of porn out there is going to get even more yeah. crazy. But it's one of the things, though, it's just like with porn, um, I think, was it? No, I think Dr. Jordan Peterson mentioned it. And it's like the reason why men will always like porn is because it offers unlimited optionality yeah to all of our desires yeah and makes sense because well it just gives you so much novelty and that's why like exactly. everyone has like a gazillion fucking tabs open exactly it's like here on page 100 it's like there's that one that's gonna get me over the edge so with with like the, the i think we talked about it before but it's just going to be to the point where it's getting really good man like for the images i'm seeing the generated ones yeah one of there was in the early phases you could kind of tell that it's different. You're like you just like a slight glow. Yeah. I mean, like that slight glow that you're like, oh yeah, this is like a um this is Dolly or this is like uh what's the name of the Mid Journey or Mid-Journey, Stable exactly. So it's one of them, you could tell. Yeah. But like the one of the latest pictures I saw with Adobe, it's like there was three generated one. One by Dell, one by Mid Journey, and one by Adobe. And the Adobe one looked like a regular picture. Yeah. And I'm like, actors are screwed. And they can do video now. Too. Like, they're showing off real-time video stuff, too. So, like, yeah. and visual effects studios, too. Like, yeah. the stuff that's going to be coming out on YouTube is going to be crazy. Like, when one creator can do stuff that would take an entire studio before. Yeah. And they can, like, when they showed the guy on one of the things, like, walking around in a suit, and then they just added a tie, and he's, like, walking around, and it looks realistic. The, like, shadows are falling on it, right? Like if you had a team of people have to like CGI a tie onto someone while they're walking around, that would take like a whole team like weeks to do that. Yeah, and they literally did it in like fifteen seconds on stage. I know. It's like that's the thing about content now. What what what's like the future of that? Because I know the biggest thing probably is gonna have to be like if you have a brand right now, like you could probably like you have a known brand, you'll be fine. But let's say like you're a new person creating content. How do you really break into it and become successful? Because it's gonna be hard in the in terms of like the amount of content that's just gonna be out there in general. Yeah. And finding enough people to garner attention. Yeah. Overall. So Well, there's definitely gonna be way more crap out there. It's gonna be like yeah. hard to yeah, there's gonna be so much noise, it's gonna be hard to break through. I hope that like copyright laws change, which I don't see that happening, but I could be surprised because it'd be nice if like I mean, people already do it anyway, but then they end up getting, like, sued by, like, Disney or the Pokemon company or stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, like, being able to make fan content because, like, Star Wars. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the new Star Wars stuff. I don't, like, watch the new shows or anything like that. But, like, I've seen some of the, like, fan, like, 
four or five minute like fan films that people make on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like better than what Disney can make. And these are from a few years ago. So like if those walls came down where like someone wants to make like a Harry Potter fan film or like Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like if the legal barriers weren't there, I feel like a lot of people could make really good stuff like that. And I feel like it'd be easier to get that out there because it's like an established brand. And it'd just be like a win-win for the fans and the content creators because, I don't know, you get to like latch onto this established IP that already has like a fan base and like established lore and stuff like that. And now fans that like really care about these stories and IPs have the same technology that these big studios had. And I feel like that could like have a renaissance of like, you could have amazing fan films that now actually look like real productions, but they're made by people that care about these things rather than like, this story was written because these companies like yeah support it and like you have a million like producers making these suggestions and then you get like a new star wars movie that sucks yeah because actually that would be better to your point if a lot of fans are creating content and that's actually better than the studios the the only way that disney wouldn't benefit from it they should just do something as in like uh you create the content will allow you to do it but depending on how successful it is, we just take a kickback. Yeah, like, yeah, it should be like a royalty. Exactly. Like, like, like a, using a song or something like that. Exactly. It's like, oh, you're going to use this IP. Well, we get 25% of whatever revenue is generated from it. Exactly. So, and then you do that into perpetuity um, using a blockchain yeah. in order to verify it. And also, too, just in general. Yeah, that'll be, it's a win-win for both. Actually, they'll probably drive down Disney's costs, too. Yeah. All these producers and Actually, that's going to be bad. <laughs> the producing industry, there's so many industries. I, can, I understand why there's like this actor strike because in the future, some of the, you know what, what could be a very real reality? It's just that some of the new actors that people are going to love are not even real people. Yeah. It's just like a completely made up person that's in all these different shows, all these different movies. And then people are like buying fan, um, like, they're like they're like fans of this person. They're like looking. Um, they're buying like merch, and this person's completely made up. Yeah, it's not true. It's like it's not a real person. So imagine like you extrapolate that to series, um, movies. Whoa! So where do actors fit in? Do you yeah. need extras? Do you need? You don't need any of those. Well, it'd be cool, kind of taking it the other like of not existing, but like. Well, I could see it going two ways of like they're not being new actors and we're just like fucking using like Bruce Willis a hundred years from now, oh, like yeah. his thing. But like it'd be cool if it was always unique characters. Like you didn't like it's always new people. Like I like a movie oh. when you see it and there's like no known actors. Like it's not, too. it's not breaking the immersion. You're like, oh, that's Johnny Depp. Like you mm-hmm. get lost in the character, but it's like, oh, that's Johnny Depp. But like if it's always fresh characters that you've never seen, so you're like I guess like Luke Sky, like if Luke Skywalker wasn't Mark Hamill, you're like that's just like Luke Skywalker. Like Harry Potter's not Daniel oh, Rick. Like that that character only exists in those movies. Like you don't have that character model reused again in movies. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Like Daniel Radcliffe plays Harry Potter, but like if it, he looks just like on the cover of the books. Yeah. And Harry Potter's not in any other movies. Like that's he's only Harry Potter. I see. So like he, the people only exist in the movies. Yeah. And then, but I guess like the only thing would be for sequels, you just kind of the reusing. Oh, yeah. You use the same character, but it's not like you wouldn't see like. It's still still like a made up person. Yeah. Like Sean Bean's in Game of Thrones and in Lord of the Rings. Like it's the same person, but like if 
Yeah. The characters are all unique to the movie or franchises they're in. They're not, yeah. Yeah. I think it should be more immersive, but hopefully we keep real actors. I don't want to get humans out of like every piece of art. I think music is also going to be one that gets affected, but. Yeah, music. Like there are sure. already seem to be some pretty good music generating AI, but hopefully live performance will like always be something that people crave and just like making music is fulfilling in itself. So hopefully. And especially with these VR headsets, it's going to be better. Yeah. Because you remember one of the big pushes for the early versions of Quest was just that you could wear it and you could feel like you're sitting courtside. Yeah. So I was that was what I was thinking um, as I was the Mark Zuckerberg interview with Lex Friedman. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, wow, this could be like the next evolution right before you're like, I'm sitting down at the game and the next thing you know, I'm looking and I see Steph hit like a big three in game seven to like win the Eastern Conference final, um, the Western Conference finals or something like that. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's so pretty. That's so cool. And then you actually feel immersed in there. And one of the things too, there was like a, not last year, two years ago, there was like the best Sunday of my life. Like one of them is like the top three. And the reason why is just like there was the Chiefs, they were playing the Buffalo Bills, and the divisional game, I think it was a Saturday, though. I think it was a Saturday. So one of those days. It was the best day. Um, and they were playing, the Chiefs were playing the Buffalo Bills. And also to the 49ers were playing the um, Green Bay Packers. And those two games were, like, very good games, action-packed, especially the Chiefs game. They ended up um, tying the game with 13 seconds left. Mahomes goes down the field, hits Tyreek on a on um, a crossing route, and then Travis Kelsey was able to see like a soft spot in the defense, and then they had like probably around like 13 seconds to figure it out, and then Travis calls out to Mahomes. He's like, "Hey, this is how they've been playing me, and I'm gonna be open. Um, just throw it to me." And but they had like a set play that they were gonna run. Yeah. And right before the set play, Mahomes screams to Travis, "Like, do it, do it!" And then Travis runs down the field. And then Mahomes throws the ball to him, puts it on the rope, and then he's able to get in field goal range. And then the field goal kicker, Butker, was able to tie the game. But this is all happening. Those two plays had to happen within 32 seconds. And then they had to, like, catch around, like, 35 yards for them to be in field goal range. And that was for them to tie the game. And then the Chiefs went to overtime. It's always a coin flip. They got the ball, and whoever scores first, a touchdown, wins the game, and then they got the ball. They scored first, and that was the end of the game. But that game was so intense. Yeah. It was like back and forth the entire game. If I had – my but, heart was racing the like whole time. Like if you could be on the field or like oh my, floating exactly. right above the field and like see it. Imagine like how even better of an experience that yeah. would have been. And it'd be cool if you could like control the replays and stuff too. Like, exactly. oh, I want to, like you could watch the whole thing play out in slow motion oh, after. You know, it's, that's a great idea because, you know, there's always like – Sometimes in football, there's like replay reviews. Yeah. By like, or they have to go to the booth and whatnot. What if you could do that yourself? You as a fan, they, oh, that'd be pretty cool too. If if all the fans could vote, vote. Yeah. Exactly. They'd be like, fans, it's your time to vote on whether or not that was based on, and then they give you the rules and like how. I feel like that'd be bu- like everyone would be like, that's bullshit though. Like obviously the fans just voted for their team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like, let's say. There has like for for something to happen, I think it has to reach an equal consensus between 
the fa- the both fan bases, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I could see it. There's yeah. like the popular vote and like the official one. Exactly. Like, the ref said it was fine, but the popular vote said that was bullshit. Yeah, that, that exactly. Call, so, it, it, but it would actually create a more immersive experience yeah. in the fandom. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Well, they already had like I haven't checked because I'm not a sports person, but they have like the. I don't know if they have anything for the NFL, but they have for um, basketball at least. Mm-hmm. Like you can already go in there and like whatever the um, NBA's version of like the Sunday ticket green zone, whatever end zone thing is. If you have that, I think you can log in. You can like watch games from like, I'm assuming they might have multiple cameras up. I've seen like screenshots of like you're right underneath the hoop oh. and watch the game from there. That's not bad at all. And then I haven't checked it out. That horizons thing where you like played that last shooting game at the mm-hmm. end. Um, they have live events there that Facebook puts on. So I think you can go and see concerts and stuff. Um, and they have like the Soapstone Comedy st- Store or something or the Soapstone mm-hmm. Comedy Club or whatever. And I think you can go and like do stand up or like, I think it's like an open mic. So you could like oh, go there shit. and like play music and stuff. So they're definitely trying to lean into the social stuff. I think it'll be better once all um, headsets have like face tracking and eye tracking. Because mm-hmm. the headsets that um, Lex and Mark were using was the Quest Pro, which I guess the quality is worse than what um, the Quest 3 has, but it has built-in eye tracking and face tracking. Okay. So like when your mouth is moving or like if you're looking around, it tracks that, which this doesn't have. But I think once it has that, like social events and stuff are going to be a lot more feasible. Yeah, and one of the things like when Mark and Lex were talking, there was a... It's pretty cool that it could capture like a lot of your eye and facial expressions. Yeah. Because there's a point where Lex was thinking and he closed his eyes and kind of like, um, he he didn't just close his eyes, but he it's like, it's like closing your eyes and you could see that the person's thinking. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool that you, you're able to see that real time. Yeah, the emotions so, like the exactly looked really good. I mean, they had to do like, was it Kodak or something? They had to do like yeah. a full like face scan, but. I mean, that's only, a, like, I could definitely see that with, like, Face ID. Like, you just make a scan with your phone, upload it to your headset, and then, like, you're in VR and you look just like you. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. As the video was going, there was a point where I was like, what if I want to show that I got a really nice haircut? And they're not able to see that. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, that's one of the things that we're thinking about because, like, right now you'll you'll do, like, one scan and then you'll pretty much encapsulate your facial expressions, but what about slight details about you of like changes from your avatar? Maybe you, you got older. Yeah. Maybe yeah, you never know. Maybe you have a scar on your face now. It's like, do you do you just keep using the old avatar, or is there like a reset that you should do like every couple of months? Or like, oh, let's scan your face in order for us to have like an accurate depiction. Yeah, like so, people that use like fifteen year old pictures on like exactly. Tinder or something. It's like. Oh. Yeah, I'm 45, but I still use my face scan from when I'm 30 to like go exactly. pick up women in the metaverse. Exactly. So it might actually that could be like the next step in online dating too. Yeah, I think like I think it'd be better. Like you get oh, a yeah. much like you'd get to see a lot of people don't take good pictures, and a lot of people that don't look good know how to take a flattering yeah. picture. And just like you can get a lot more from someone from their body language and just like being like present with them. Yeah. Um one thing I've noticed, like, I just checked out Horizon Worlds today, which is Facebook's social network on there. And the other, get all the multiplayer stuff I've done, I've noticed it all seems to be, like, young, at least young-sounding kids, like, yeah. 12 years old. So I think that's promising for 
the technology. Like it seems like kids are growing up on this, but like also that's kind of weird. Like seems like kind of a playground's not the right word or breeding ground. I don't know. It seems like a prime place for like pedophiles to hang out if they want to. Like, <laughs> like it's mostly kids. And yeah, it's also just weird that like parents are just like giving their like 10 year olds VR headsets and being like, go do whatever you want. Like go hang out with strangers online. Like, yeah in the most realistic way possible. Like, it's not like a chat room. Like, you're, like, literally, like, in a physical space with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, I, I, that's the that's the thing now with, like, this the new generation of, of, like, kids growing up nowadays. It's just that now it's easier in the sense of, like, there's... Because I think, you know, parenting is, like, a tough thing. And one of the things that a lot of parents would like to do is just, like, have their mental space yeah. And it's just easier to just give a kid, like, a phone to watch something. Yeah. And then now it's going to be like to the next point of just like, all right, let me just give you a VR headset to just get away from me. Which it might be. I mean, our age is, like, a TV and, like, a VHS player or, like, satellite TV. And then, yeah, now yeah. it's, like, a smartphone. At least VR, like, they are up and moving around. Like, you're not just sitting on the couch. And, like, it is more social than, like, texting. You, like, actually have to go in and, like, talk to people and exactly kind of get stuff. I don't know. It is just kind of weird, but I, I get it. Like, kids are going to... You can't watch your kids all the time, and I guess it's safer than them just, like, wandering the streets with strangers. But it is kind of weird. I'm just wondering, like, how kids are going to develop. But I think it's the future, and I think we should uh, eventually do a podcast in VR before oh, everyone yeah. starts doing it. We can get, get in on the ground floor. Yeah, like, I'm I looked on, on YouTube, that. and there's, like, no one's doing it. I found, like, a couple videos, and, like, they're not even consistently doing it. It's, like anime characters sitting around like a boardroom talking and they had like a couple episodes from like months ago oh, so, okay. so yeah it's prime I'm, opportunity i'm surprised for... no one's doing it and like you can set up worlds too i don't know how you do it but like um i haven't checked out vr chat in this new headset but in horizon worlds you can like build worlds so like i'm picturing if you wanted you could set up like a recording studio that kind of looks like this and you could have like if you wanted like a glass like window or like one way mirror like people mm-hmm. could come in like watch us live if they want and we could just be like sitting here talking and see that people are watching us or like not be able to see them and like people could like watch us record live oh, no. which would be cool if if and when we eventually have fans that'd be like imagine if you could just go watch like lex friedsman's podcast like live while he's interviewing people it'd be kind of cool yeah that would be pretty cool so that just kind of gave me a, a flashback to um what's the name of those two guys that we went to see together Oh, Matt and Shane? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So when we were in the audience, I was just thinking that a lot of times, like, when you're on the stage and you're talking, you're, like, doing your skit or whatnot, like, you know there's an audience, but it's not like you can really see them in a way, right? Yeah, like, the yeah, just, like, how the light is, like, yeah, you kind of just, like, forget that they're there, or you can't, like, see individual people. Exactly. Like, the crowd is one entity. Exactly. So I think that with VR headsets, maybe you could get to really see people. Yeah. Like... I don't necessarily know how to, just, if I'm what I'm saying makes sense, because you're you're still focused on your bit, but I don't know if you were to look, I don't know. I think in my mind it makes more sense of what I'm trying to say. Like, do you mean like physically? Because like the lighting is like the way that a theater set up, it's not going to be like well lit like this. Yeah. Like that wouldn't be good ambiance. But like in VR, if you wanted, it could be dim for the audience to like have the good ambiance. But if you wanted, it, you could have it fully lit so you could actually see individual audience members. Exactly, and you stuff could be like, like more immersive in that sense. Yeah, so you could have it set like everyone could have their own 
reality. So like exactly. you, if I wanted it so I couldn't see them because they make me nervous, I couldn't. But like you want to actually see the people so you can interact with them. Yeah. Because like we don't have to have the same shared experience. Yeah. It's yeah, it's going to be, you think that we live in a bizarre world now. It's just going to get. Yeah. Down. Like I think it could get to the point of like the reality that people could experience for like years on end is so divergent and it's so unique to that one individual yeah. that like overall regular reality just, it's not like it ceases to exist because we're still bounded by certain things like food and other things that you need to have in order for you to function. But like your perceptions of the world. Yeah. Like so fundamentally different that it's just like night and day. It's kind of like making a blind man see type of thing. Or it's just like it's so unconceivable yeah the type of realities that some people will probably create for themselves well yeah it's like already like like i feel like the 90s or even early 2000s like before netflix like everyone was watching the same tv show i'd be like oh did you see that last night or like mm-hmm. there was some much more of like a overall social consciousness yeah. like we're all on the same page but like now everyone's watching whatever they want whenever they want like it's not like oh did you see that thing on tv at nine o'clock last night like you were watching something completely different than I was yeah. like, and yeah, with VR and everything like that, everyone's just going to be in their own, own world, which I mean, it is nice. You have more of your own choice, but then like, I feel like there's less common, like connecting points. Yeah. And what throw AI into it. And then like all the, let's say you're watching the same show and like different, remember like black mirror did yeah. like the different endings and whatnot, like different turns you could take. Well, let's say you, you you have like that same show and and then you could generate like the AI could generate at certain points like a completely different outcome. Yeah. From like maybe there's like a overall what everybody would see as in like like the show is the show. Yeah. But within that show, as an individual, you could kind of like play out different scenes or different outcomes of things that you would rather have seen and how it would play out. I don't know if I'm making sense. Or if the characters even, like, looked at, like, if you watched a show, like, the cast is, like, mostly black. Or if I watch yeah. it, it's, like, mostly white. It's, like, the same basic structure of the show, but, like, little di- things are different, like. Yeah, make it. All like, the Indian. jokes are different, <laughs> like, a joke that you're going to get that I wouldn't get, like. Yeah. Different cultural references or things, like, that'd be good for, like, localization, like, how they made, like, 20 different versions of The Office. Like, they had yeah. one for India, like, now AI could just generate it, so, like. Every state has their own version of the yeah. office, so like all the jokes are like hyper localized. So yeah, like, it's like Idaho, like yeah. if, like a version of the office for Idaho, like like a type of industry that would be very common to to the state, and people would just be like, oh yeah, this is how things operate in Idaho. This makes sense. I relate to it. Yeah, or like in New York, it's like the way that the office is. It's like completely busy and like things, people moving around. Um, people talking about crazy stuff that just particular to New York, um, like the subway smelling like piss. Yeah, <laughs> like somebody from Pennsylvania would never understand like the urinal that is the New York City subway system. Yeah. So, God, it's crazy to think of all the yeah, just like yeah. what content it's going to turn into. It's going to be insane. Yeah, that's and right. if and if we did it virtually too, another thing I thought like we could have guests on here. Like we could have guests from like all around the world as well. That yeah. like, would be like in person or like. If you did have an audience and like maybe people could like submit questions and you could like answer them in real time or like yeah. someone could say something like, oh, come up and like talk about that. So just like 
it could spotlight that person yeah. for everybody that's in that Korean like that a breakout room. Yeah. And then you could like oh, that would be pretty cool. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of options and it's just like the technology is getting more and more accessible. Like I mean it's not super cheap, but like six hundred and fifty dollars for that is like that's not an insane amount. Like didn't you like didn't those headphones cost more than that? Yeah, headset? it was like six hundred it was like six hundred something. So like yeah. seven hundred, I think. Just yeah. like it's crazy to think of like twenty years ago, like that would be like space age technology. And now yeah. it's just like a consumer good that's like I mean it's cheaper than my iPhone. Yeah. But like over time these things are gonna get cheaper too. Yeah. Like they're supposed to be coming out with the quest three light next year, which is supposed to start at like two hundred dollars, but it's gonna be closer to the last version. Like the new thing about this, they have these new types of lenses in it, which is like this headset's forty percent thinner than the last one. Mm-hmm because of those lenses so i guess they're going to use the old lenses and things like that but like just being able to get into vr for 200 dollars is like pretty crazy like that's like probably the cheapest gaming console available like that's cheaper than like a playstation or like a a nintendo switch or anything so yeah you know what i was the glasses what do you think about the glasses? oh yeah the yeah i watched some videos on that um i feel like you'd have to actually try them on to like get the full Mm -hmm. effect of them but I'm definitely intrigued. Like, they look like real Ray-Ban. Like, they, they don't look like smart glasses, really, which I think is cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't look into them super deep. I watched, like, a promo video, and I think I watched someone talking about it. I've been pretty pretty sucked up in that. <laughs> I watched yeah. a lot of videos on the quest leading up to it. I see. Um, but, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on those glasses? Um, the glasses, that I was really thinking about from content creation perspective. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that it's going to be much better because one of the aspects I was thinking about, remember I told you that one of the things I've been thinking about later on, like they say, bull run happens. Like I'm living in South America a little bit. I want to do like videos, but I don't want to be carrying a camera with me all yeah. the time. If I could just put glasses on and I'm like recording everything and then later on I could do some editing, like a first person point of view type of thing. I think it will be pretty helpful in that way. And even streaming and whatnot. And it, it'll just be easier. It's like, yo, look at what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, wow. I, and then maybe somebody back home has their quest on. Why, yeah, it's why? like you're, like, you're exactly. right there. Yeah. So I was thinking from that perspective, it would be pretty good. Um, So so I, I'm excited about it. So overall, I think that's probably what we were looking for way back with the Google glasses that yeah. never really materialized. But now... I think that we're we're getting to the point where probably our iPhones are not are going to I think it's gonna be obsolete within the next maybe fifteen years. Yeah. Technology moves so fast because like something could come out, like a new revolution. Like so now you're like the next pair of glasses you could tax you could do so much more. That you won't like having a phone is kind of like having an iPad. Yeah, like you could have it, but why? Yeah. So you never know. We never know how these trends will go. So I think the biggest thing is the battery technology. Just like with the glasses being so light, having like fitting a battery into that that actually lasts. Yeah. Um, but I could see like Apple's first expensive headset coming out. Then I think they're gonna make a more consumer grade one that's like this, mm-hmm. and then I could see like the third generation having some type of glasses. Like I think, I think the third headset would be kind of like the the Ray Ban things with more capabilities. I think the technology would be more there, 
And I, I think that's what they've, I think that's what all these companies eventually want to get to is like having them basically be like normal glasses. Yeah. But the battery is like, I was just listening to a teardown of that and that like the battery is, takes up most of the space in that headset. Oh, I see. It's like way bigger than the one in the previous Quest. Um, and it still gets the same amount of battery life or less because like this processor is a lot more powerful. Um, so it seems like battery is like the big bottleneck for this stuff. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of concerned of just like, like this says Wi-Fi in it, which I don't know. I can't tell how much stuff is conspiracies or not, but like RFK seems to think that like 5G and Wi-Fi and shit like has the potential to cause brain tumor. So like if our gla- if our phones eventually do turn into glasses, just like having our glasses constantly on our head all the time yeah, would I be mean, a little nervous. That could lead to like more brain cancer, but who knows? Uh, because a lot of these things, it's so early. It's yeah. gonna be like kind of. It's like smoking. It's exactly. like oh yeah, it's all like that. FCC it's says it's fine. Then like twenty years from now, it's like oh, eighty percent of people have cancer. Exactly. It's like we shouldn't have been doing this. It's like yeah, like you know, um, it's kind of like computers and everything. It's like yeah, most of the work that we do, it's like staring at a screen. Yeah. And maybe like there's gonna be research. It's like after some empirical um studies. It seems that the if a person is staring at a screen for an average five to eight hours a day, which is almost everybody, yeah, then they have like a high likelihood of decreasing their lifespan by ten years. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. So I'm basically killing myself by ten years by staring at a screen all the time. Yeah, I thought I'm like, I literally just go from screen to screen to screen. Exactly. And I thought I'm like, is it good to have fucking a screen strapped to my face yeah. this close to my eyes? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> But what if it is okay and then like, <laughs> you avoid it for seven years? Like, fuck, I could have been watching VR porn and it been <laughs> this fine. whole time. But that's the thing, though. It's just like, there's, it's kind of like a lot of these technologies, what I'm seeing is just like, it's bringing us closer to like the actual experience of being real. Yeah. But one of the things that I'm waiting next is just like, yeah, it could be cool for like the closeness of like something actually being real, like very close to it. Like, it's like it's not like as real as me and you sitting next to each other right now. Yeah. But it's like the next best thing. But one of the aspects that I'm looking forward to how technology is gonna bridge that gap is how we're going to be able to actually sense things. Like like the VR porn thing. It sounds cool. It'll probably be cool. But like how could I it's like I would like to feel as if Yeah. Like I'm there. Like as in, like, the body sensation that you get from, like, regular sex, you know? Yeah. You know, like, that racing of your heart, the slurp. <laughs> well, just, like, being able to, like, touch. Exactly. Like, like that feeling. Having of weight. Like, yeah, like, having the weight of boobs or just, like, of a body. And you're like, huh, wow, this feels like I'm actually having sex, you know? I think when you get to that point, it's going to be, like, so disorienting for what actual reality is. Like, I don't know if you know, but, like, it's really easy to get immersed in that and then oh, you yeah. like take it off you're like oh shit like like that feels like a real world even yeah. when it's like cartoony graphics and stuff so once it gets to the point where it's like 90 percent of real reality i could see like you forget you're in it and then you take it, you're like oh shit like yeah after i've taken off like sometimes i've like been after i'm like am i wearing a vr headset now in the future and i just forgot like like <laughs> yeah like what if the whole simulation theory like what if we are in a simulation like a simulation right now it's just like the VR headset's like a contact lens and just like I've never tried to take it out before. Like Oh uh, yeah. It's just like once it gets to that point, I think it's once the 
lines between VR and reality are blurred. I think it's going to make things really weird. Yeah, that's going to be like the next step, the next frontier that it's kind of like it's weird because a lot of the technology, it's it's all it's all trying to do what we've extend um, what we've done over time. Just like people just hanging out, having yeah. conversations. It's like it's like now with technology for a lot of ways, it's just like made it more efficient in a lot of aspects, new capabilities that is definitely unlocked. But at the fundamental aspect, it's always about connecting people. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a roundabout way of doing what we've always done. Yeah, it's like putting in a lot of work to like save. Some, I mean, I can see if like between me talking to someone in India, like that's oh, not yeah. feasible. But like to make it more convenient where we could do that, like feel like we're doing this, but you don't have to commute yeah. an hour and a half to get here type of thing. Like, yeah. And once it gets to the point where it's like just as good, like are people going to still want to go out and do stuff? Like yeah. if we could sit, if you could be sitting at your apartment right now and it feels just like this, like would we ever actually take the effort to commute and like meet out in the real world if it feels just as good? Or like if you could go to a concert and you don't have to leave your house and exactly. everybody has front row seats, like are you going to ever actually want to go to a concert and wait in line and buy an overpriced drink and commute and deal with people pushing you all over the place like it's just, yeah are people still gonna have a desire for that i think i think you, there's i think there's always gonna be like the need or like the want for people to be out and about but i think it's going to create like a it's i think more money is gonna come into it because at the end of the day you know all of this stuff is a like business yeah and from a business standpoint if you could get more people to feel included because there's a lot of people who are introverts or like homebodies like you yeah. who would rather just like not go out and exp- you would rather experience something from the comfort of your apartment or living room yeah. than actually having to do everything like you said. You have to go out, buy have these drinks. It's like life outside is getting very expensive. Yeah. So if I could pay for one expensive thing and experience a lot of stuff through that from the comfort of my home, I think a lot of people are going to take that trade off and just be like, yeah. I could be drinking for a $20 drink. Or I could make a drink at home and exactly. like make it how I want. But And also, like, if all this, like, global warming shit happens, how they say it, like, if it also gets, like, it's hot as fuck outside all the time and yeah. there's, like, dust storms and there's fucking, like, locusts and all this shit that we don't expect, like, if the world outside gets shittier, people are going to want to stay inside more, too. So if they have, like, something almost as good as in person and they don't have to deal with, like, the world going to shit outside... I could see people just like escaping into VR. Yeah. Um, I mean, the pandemic kind of taught us a lesson where it's like the world essentially was like the next day, oh, it's shut down. But for most of the Western world, I mean, we do, we still have to like worry about the, the, the you know, the psychological effects. A lot of people, people did die from like, how many people commit suicide? There's a yeah. lot of, there was a lot of things that we've kind of brushed aside. But those were real things. But in the grand scheme of things, life kind of went on. Yeah. And it's kind of like that with everything in life. We would like to say, yeah, you know, it's affected a lot of people. But historically speaking, tens of millions of people died within a year during a regime. Yeah. Um, And then eventually new people came about and life went on. So even let's say there's another pandemic, like a black plague and half of America dies. It's like a hundred, another 150 million people that are still alive or something like that. 
I mean, it would be some tough times. I'm happy. It would be very Probably sad. after you got through all that and like all the trauma and stuff, like things would be a lot more chill. Exactly. So this is going to be like another side of it. It's like, okay, life goes on, you know? Yeah. So I think like humanity, all of the things that we might experience in our lifetime, good or bad, eh, the sun will get up tomorrow. It might be tough times for a period of time, but it's always a, like a, it, life goes on. I, that's I, yeah. that's one thing I've realized is just like the dooms. I you know a lot of people are doom, um, like gloom and doom. Like, yeah, you know things are gonna get bad. Okay, so things always get bad, and exactly. then they get good. Like the world survived after World War Two, and I'm sure that seemed pretty fucking bad. Exactly, it's like things will be bad, things will be good, but it, things don't are not always bad forever. Things are not always good forever. So yeah. It it's might just, take a long time. Sometimes. It's just hard to tell. I'm like, are things good right now or bad? I can't tell because like everyone makes it seem bad, but things are pretty good. Is it like, yeah. are things going to actually get bad? And we're like, fuck, people are complaining then, but that was actually good and we all yeah. thought it was bad. But if these are the bad times, I can't wait for the good times because this, at least for me personally, is not too bad. Ah, I mean, I'm bad. glad I'm not in Israel or Ukraine or anything, but <laughs> personally here, if these are the bad times, the good times are going to be sick. I know, right? It's like... I, like I was telling you, man, I think you remember the theory about 2025? Yeah. It's playing out, man. I was looking at the polls. Trump is leading almost everywhere. And not, not a lot of the places that he lost, like Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, if he flips those back to him, which I think he will in the next election, I think he'll probably be back. And then when that happens, once that happens, then we'll have like the bull run of 2025, which yeah. would be great. And you know he's going to take a lot of credit for that. Yeah. And he's going to be like, yeah, people, go invest. Because you remember he, he had like that whole NFT drop. Oh, he, my God. I forgot. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So he, he, I mean, he probably doesn't know these technologies inside out, but he utilized it. Yeah. Or someone on his team did. I mean, at least he, exactly. I'm sure he had some final approval on it at the very CB least. Joe did not do that. Yeah. I mean, Biden didn't do it. I so. say, unless... Some black swan event happens or things get really rigged during this election. Or if some turn of events, RFK gets the nomination. Or oh, my God. I really want RFK, though. Apparently, like, there have been polls. If he, like, polls independent, he's been, like, getting crazy. Like, if he did run as independent, there's a lot of people that vote for him. I still don't think he'd probably be able to win. But at some point, an independent candidate, <laughs> one time it's going to happen when people don't think it could. But if he, I could see if he got the Democratic nomination, potentially beating Trump. But aside from that or the Democrats doing some like really sketchy shit, yeah, I think Trump will probably win. No, I think Trump will win. And to your point about the independent eventually winning, there was a guy that Doug Casey and him, they're like good friends, and he brought him on his show the other day. And the guy was talking about political elections and whatnot. And he was just saying that the incumbent, Biden, um, is pretty much, he's screwed. He, he's like, he has almost no way of actually winning because to, to our last talk, there's no rallying thing that's actually going to bring people to vote for him in masses, even cheating or not. Yeah. Um, And so one of the points that he said is there's high inflation, cost of... Like, you know, gas. Cat, yeah. Gas was like at $1 during Trump's administration. Yeah, I remember gas. That well, that's during COVID. No one was on the road, so I think that was a bit of an anomaly. But yeah, I remember gassing up for like $1.70 a gallon. Yeah. I mean, things like that, even though it's an anomaly, like you said, people are still, it's like we give credit to administrations way more than it shouldn't. But yeah, 
people, that's just a natural thing. It's just like you could say, oh, they should not give him enough cre- that much credit, but it doesn't matter what should be. Yeah. It's, av- it's all about what is. Yeah. So he did get the credit and he's going to get the credit. And essentially, that guy was saying that, yeah, so this administration, they have a, they're probably going to have a tough time getting reelected, which we already know. But one of the aspects of you mentioning for independent, he said that an independent in the history of the U.S. so far has never won and probably never will. The best thing that they could do is take away votes yeah, from one side. So they're spoiler candidate. Exactly. Which, from the polling, though, if RFK runs independent, they say it hurts Trump more than Biden. Oh, really? Because people that are... Like Trump people are more likely to vote for RFK than people that are fans of Biden. To vote for which him. I think tracks because like a lot of Trump people are like want an outsider, want like someone not in the establishment. So like, yeah, they said it would take a he'd probably take a lot more Trump voters than he would Biden voters. Which yeah, that, I love RFK, man. I do too. That would suck if he ran though, and then fucking that's why Biden wins. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I wish he runs. I don't mean Trump I RFK run, twenty. Oh, imagine if he's like. If nah, Trump won't. Trump I mean, won't I don't, do I don't think I don't think he'd ever run the same ticket as Trump. But that'd be like yeah, Trump RFK, can't. That's RFK his last term anyway. So RFK's VP, and then he runs after, and then he gets two Yo, terms. That would be so fucking amazing. I really RFK. I love him, man. It's yeah. like I, I've listened to. I remember him talking about Bitcoin. He had like a whole talk about Bitcoin. I was like, damn, this guy gets it. Yeah, I think him and Tulsi Gabbard would be a strong ticket. Yeah, if she ran for VP. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, like, if Trump, like, that would be, if Trump puts him on his ticket, I I don't think that will ever happen. But if it does, it'll be great because, like, Trump will, you know, do his thing, have all his ego pushed um to, like, astronomical highs. And then, you know, he won't be able to run again. Now, RFK runs off of, like, the coattails of Trump. He's saying, like, you know, whatever Trump did, he's probably going to do better and have better values, but I don't necessarily think they could ever coexist because yeah, they're so so different, so, so different. Um, RFK is more, you know, he's principled, he's smarter in the aspects of he understands things are. From he doesn't more, shit talk anybody. He exactly. like refuses to shit talk people, and that's all Trump does. Exactly. So yeah, it wouldn't work out. I mean, we're just being hopeful, in a sense of like it would be an interesting dynamic. Um, I think their egos wouldn't. Trump's ego would feel too threatened by having somebody like him on yeah. his ticket. But I did. I donated twenty five dollars to, no, to RFK's okay. thing. I uh, I didn't yeah. back when Andrew Yang was running. I think I ended up like donating like over like two hundred dollars. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna waste a bunch of my money. But I'm gonna do at least a little bit. Nah, you should have put that in hence coin, man. I should have do back in twenty. When was that? Twenty nineteen. I should have. Damn. Yeah. I'm assuming it was Hens Coin even around back then. Like, no, when, when no. did it come out? It came out. But if I would have put that into Ada back then, that's probably when Ada was like a couple cents. Yeah, you would have been good. And you said 2019. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. It was like trading. This have been like or this have been like January 2019. I actually went. I went to New Hampshire. I drove like three hours from Maine and did. Uh, I went door to door for Andrew Yang in January in like the freezing cold for like you four hours. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Didn't really get many results, but <laughs> felt like it was making a difference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have never. I don't know. It's just like as a, I mean, I have all these like opinions and whatnot. But one thing I've realized is just like I'm not putting any money towards the politics. And also, too, I'm not going to take any action as in like go out and vote and like go door to door. Like, have you ever heard of this? No, I'm not going to do it. I tried to do it that one time, but I got pretty, uh, pretty, uh, 
I don't know if disenfranchised the word. So I got disillusioned after doing that. Yeah. So. It's like I tried it. Not much came of it, but yeah, I gave it a try once. I tried <laughs> to save the democracy. Save the democracy. They always say crap like that whenever something is being said that is true and it actually poses a threat to the power structure. Like, oh my God, this is going to tear down our democracy. Probably not. It's probably going to like expose it for what it is. It's not a democracy. It's a, what's the name of that other word? Oligarchy. Oligarchy, exactly. Yeah. So, um, ah, it's like the illusion of choice. Everything I was talking about with this guy yesterday, it's interesting because I, I don't know if I told you this story, but there's a guy I, I at work that was just having a regular conversation with, and he had mentioned that he was looking at his stock portfolio, and there's this one company that he has on... I think it was his 401k or something like that that's invested in. And he was like, oh, I'm not too sure or familiar as to what this company is. And he looked into it, and essentially it's a conglomerate that has Expedia and all of these different booking websites under them. Yeah. So, you know, when you go do it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do a trip. Let me go look up online. Oh, and you're looking at like Kayak and Expedia. Exactly. It's all fucking the same company. Exactly. It's all the same Of company. course it is. Do you know the way that, you know, oh, we do the price match guarantee? No fucking shit. Yeah, it's like all, all the same guys. Jesus. <laughs> so it's like the illusion of choice again. Oh, it's just like food. Isn't it like four companies own exactly. like all the food companies? Yeah. So that's why all the food has like a standard taste and whatnot. And that's why like also too, there's a common saying that I didn't, realize from my perspective but some people have mentioned that when they go abroad like when they eat food they kind of get sick in a way yeah because it's like your stomach's like not like your biome's not used to probably food outside of those four different companies <laughs> exactly like fo- normal food yeah. actually so i surprised my stomach didn't get fucked up in portugal i was like expecting it i mean we eat mexican and italian the whole time but at least like it was portuguese mexican and italian mm-hmm. food God, the pasta janadas or however you say those. Did you have those when you went? The like little like egg custard. No, I did not have. That's those. like they're like, I it's guess known for. Yeah, that's like their national dessert or whatever. But God, those things are fucking good. Oh, okay. Big fan. If you go back to Portugal, you got to get those. I definitely want to go back for a particular person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss I miss that person. And you only went to Lisbon, right? Yeah, I that was I made a mistake. I, I shouldn't have done like the work thing. Um, it kind of messed up a lot of stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, but I want to do like a like twenty twenty. Remember, I like past the. I know there's like gonna be the South America thing, but I think I might do like a six month trip throughout Europe before yeah. I'd go. And in South America is just gonna be cheap, and I'll just like live out there. But I want to do like a European trip where I go Portugal, France, Spain. I'll probably go to London and check out. Would this be post bull run? Post bull run. Yeah. Everything is kind of post bull run. Like right now, it's just like. Just gotta stack your bags. Just stack my bags. <sighs> I'm gonna try to see if I could like push as much, put as much money between this year and like after Argentina is gonna be my last trip for like yeah. until 2025, late 2025, until bull run. Um, I'm probably the only trips I'm gonna take is pretty much gonna be within the country or. Um, since I have like a free ticket to Colombia because of I I use JetBlue, um, and those you know those pro- promo things. So I got sixty thousand points. So oh, I have like oh, a nice. back and forth, like a round trip ticket for however many points I still it'll be covered by like the amount of points I have. Yeah. So I could do 
anything where JetBlue kind of goes. So I'll, I'll make a trip off of that. So those are like two trips that I have for the next two years. Um, and one of the things I'm dreading, uh, it wouldn't be that bad because even if a bull run is happening, it's not like I'm going to be traveling for like five months because, you know, bull run happens. It's like short, condensed timelines. It's like two to three months for us yeah. to like exit our positions heavy. So you don't imagine you're like, and you're doing an excursion or something. And then it's like the bull run's happening and you're like, oh yeah, I'm away from technology. And they, like you see your bags are essentially 100Xing and then you're just like, yeah. Time when to go I back to back. America. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I was just like finding that balance of things cause, because, like, everything, I think 2026 and beyond, man, or 20, late 2025 after the bull run happens, yeah, things are going to open up for us to a point where we're going to have so much more options with our time. Yeah, just not having a job. Like, oh, that's just, I just want to get rid of a shit, job. Yes. I just want to fucking focus full time on learning music. Me too, bro. I was like, I want to fucking focus full time on like exploring philosophy doing the podcast and then traveling. Yeah. Like I could like, I mean, investing is just going to be like a backdrop since where do you made the money? It's kind of like DCA. We're going to have yeah. like a more passive way. Yes. Wait for it to retrace DCA back in. Hopefully. Yeah. We're not, we don't necessarily in that second run. It's like, we already made a good amount. We don't necessarily, we're not like hungry in the sense of like, Oh, I have to like a hundred X anymore. It's yeah. kind of like, I'll be fine with a couple. Make of sure X. we can maintain this lifestyle. Exactly. Long term. Exactly. So, um, we don't have that stress, and then we could just like focus. And I, bro, I'm like, it's kind of like right now. I have so many. I have too many masters. I don't know if you, if you feel the exact same way. I feel like I've been reducing like masters outside your jobs, or like, what do you like? Um, just more masters as in like things you you have to do. Like you know, you have your job. Yeah. You have like your personal life. You have like your music right now for yeah. you, and then you have the podcast that we do. And then you have crypto too. So yeah. it's like I'm realizing I have like either like the same amount or a similar amount. Yeah. And like one of them kind of takes more. I mean, crypto is just, bro, it's like, I feel like you know crypto, how man. I feel like crypto to you is like how music is to me. Like music yeah. consumes like most of my mental energy. <sighs> yours is definitely, luckily, yours is going to probably make way more money than my music ever will. And thankfully, you pass that information on to me, which yeah, for sure, bro. is very helpful. Um, but yeah, I get, I feel like I've been like, I've had way too many masters for the past several years. I feel like the last six months have like finally started to condense it down of like mm-hmm. wanted to do YouTube, but it's like, it's just too much. Like I have to like cut that off and I'm just like trying to been like condense it down to like podcast music, my job, just so I can yeah, have mine to invest yourself, yeah. and like relationship and like just trying to condense it down to that. And, but yeah. still it's like, I still don't feel like I have much time on my hand. Like I, I have like no free time. Yes, and then it's kind of like time is passing us by. Yeah, but it's so. good to be like that because I mean I have friends back home that are my age and like they have their job and then what they they have tons of like all they talk about is like having free time to kill and like all they do is play video games and like go out to the bars and stuff. So I think us not having enough time is a good indicator that we're on a good path rather than like oh I'm so time. bored I am gonna play another game and go out to a bar and and like I need time to kill like I need to find a new show to watch like yeah that sounds desirable which I can't wait to get to that point eventually <laughs> when our bags are stacked and I can do whatever the fuck I want with my time but yeah. I think it's good that both of us are like busy with stuff yeah man it's just like I I think I told you I almost had a it's not a mental breakdown but it's just like there was a point where it's just like it was just so much because I'm like I'm monitoring my bag. I'm reading about my bag. I'm thinking about my bag. I'm watching videos again about my bag. It's like yeah. so much stuff I'm consuming. 
about this one thing and then like you know you have other all these other things that you're doing like you know you have to think about your work output things stressful times not so stressful times future you think about so many different things at the same time so it gets overwhelming but like i've been like doing exactly what you're doing to reducing the amount of stuff i do like i used to check my bank account i don't know why because i already know how much is in yeah. there and how much is coming and there's nothing that's going to change that between then then and there so i don't know why every day i'm like just check i'm like all right what do we have well, I was just saying, like, yeah, when I was, like, doing stock stuff, I'd just, like, constantly look at my Robin Hood. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, I think it's very similar. Yours seems much more stressful, though, because, like, at least music, I can, like, feel myself improving. Yeah. I've been going out to, like, jams twice a week and, like, meeting people. And, like, I have control over it, where, like, yours, you're learning, like, very valuable information, but it's, like, still outside, like, it's under the market's control. Uh, yeah, exactly. And we both understand it's, like, the long game. So it's, like, you're you're getting more information about this and like getting smarter about crypto stuff, but like still you have to wait on the timing for it to like make an impact. So like, exactly. yeah, you're just kind of like not twiddling your thumbs, but in like a way, just like yeah, you're yeah. biding your time and just like until it happens, it's like just stress constantly. Yeah. Yeah. But the, one of the aspects I was thinking about is like, is it worth it or is it not? I mean, how, 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 like for me, I say it's worth it. But at one point of me, I was thinking to myself, huh, it's kind of like you're almost going to lose your sanity over this. Like, I mean, yeah, you could be a millionaire, a multi-millionaire, but damn, you see how much you have to sacrifice. You almost have to sacrifice a piece of your soul. Yeah, we have and, to do that for anything, I think. Yeah, I know, for, That's worth for money. It. But no, think no, of it no, the no. other way. If you weren't doing this, though, then you're like sacrificing your soul for like 60 years for a job to make yeah, the same true. money. So this is like condensed to like... Eventually, hopefully, I have no masters or very yeah, few exactly, masters. So. so it's like a trade. Everything's a trade-off. It so, really is. Yeah, and again, 100%. like maybe not. Maybe none of this does play out, and this was all a waste of time. But again, you like wasted some resources in your twenties and some time. But like, if you didn't do this, imagine if it does work out, and then you're like, "Fuck, fuck, I'm working this job that I don't know if you hate, but like, it's not your, it's, it's not, not your dream to have that job." Yeah. And then you're like, "Fuck, like I missed out on this opportunity where I could have." fucking traveled the world and done whatever I want and exactly not had to work. So I think we're both on the right path and I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful for how much you time and energy invest into crypto stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. I like, I, I said that I was going to dedicate a good portion of my, like the crypto rain has said, yeah, when during the 2020 run, and he's like, make a commitment that you're going to be here for the for next four to five years. Um, because I guess one cycle, like, because I came in, at the end of the 2021 cycle, but you have to be in during the down cycle, like the bear market in order for you to get the gains. Because one of the things I I sat down, I remember it's kind of like clear as day in my head. During the 2021 cycle, I remember, you know, everything was so high, like the prices of everything. It was just like these numbers. I'm like, wow, this thing was trading at a dollar. It's now 200. Does this even make sense? Yeah. I'm looking at the charts. I'm like, wow. Why didn't I? Uh, I wish I could have bought this at one. And I'm like, how does how does somebody buy this at one and sell it at two hundred? I'm like, there must be a formula to this. And then that's when I, I eventually follow upon him. And then he's like, yeah. So the bear market, that's what happens. Like these prices become savage. Like some stuff like retraces ninety percent, and some of the stuff I retrace like is like ninety eight percent. Yeah, it's like the same. Yeah, that's like yeah, almost a hundred, almost down to zero. Exactly. But one of the aspects to that. Separate tangent before I go into my main point. 
It's just that you remember how in 2008 they said their financial structure was going to collapse and most of these stocks, like the stock market went down 50%. Yeah. But I was thinking like crypto's been going down, like a lot of things go down 90% and then the world, it, it comes back. As and long things, as it doesn't go down 100%. Exactly. Like things will eventually come back. So like that whole premise of like our financial system was like going to collapse and never recover again. I think it's just kind of like BS. Yeah. Things would have eventually bounced back. Yeah, nothing. I mean, like Russia during World War II, like who would like stuff got really bad, but everything bounces back. Unless, exactly. So, yeah, like, yeah, and that's a good time to buy when it does get really low. Exactly. It only it has one direction to go. Exactly. It can't go keep going down. I mean, it could go to zero, but come on. It more likely would change course at one point. But like the back to the main point, it's just like I remember looking at those. I was like, $1, now 200 so now we're at the best time, the low market, um, bear market like right now. If you talk to people, they're like, oh, yeah, Bitcoin's like, ah, it's not it's not good. It's not a good price to buy right now. I'm like, that's the best time. Yeah. We're in here. When things really pop off, we're going to be out of there. And then also, too, yeah, we're going to be in a much better place financially. And I'm actually really happy that you actually... You're 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 here with me. Um, we're both invested. I mean, I put in a lot of time, effort, and part of my soul into this. And I like I like I told you, I'll never like show you some bullshit. Like I'll yeah. never show you a crap project. Um, I, I really like everything that I'm telling. You, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm putting in too. And like best case scenario, we both end up winning big, and it's like, oh great, we both get to like. Well, imagine we're both tripping on ayahuasca and it's like, yo, my God, you remember? That'll be a good <laughs> podcast after that one. We're both tripping heavy on ayahuasca. Like, we're like, we'll have like, our bags are packed. We're like, hundreds of thousands we're seeing in our accounts. And we're like, yeah, podcast time. Yeah. That... <laughs> yeah. We both get to enjoy it. It's like, that's the, that's the best thing. Like, Howard Marks said, <laughs> I love always having to mention it. The worst thing in life is watching your friends get rich. But what if we both get rich? Yeah. That's like, Getting Howard rich Marks. with a friend would be sick. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. It's like, ah, it's like, how did you guys meet? We met at a Cardano uh, meetup, but guess what? Four or five years later, we're both rich. Because yeah. yeah, watching a friend get rich would be terrible, but also be suck to be the only rich one of your friends because you're yeah. like couldn't share any of the experiences with them. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm going on a six month backpacking trip. They're like, oh, I can't. I have to go work my job and make fifty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly. Like, but yeah, like you're saying about the like when things are $200, like, how did they buy at a dollar? Like, I remember being at the um, Cardano meetups during the bull run and being like, I think I was talking to Jeff or someone that, like, bought one as a penny. I was like, oh, yeah, I'd just be happy if I could buy it, like, under 40 cents. And, like, <laughs> here we are. It's 25 cents right now. So it's like, yeah, yeah, like, we're we're back to that phase. And luckily, we're, like, in it this time. Yeah, and then I think, yeah, Ada is going to do well. Maybe, like, because, like, what I'm realizing is just, like, there's so many nice things that are coming out could I? We have to look at the Dex Hunter together. Yeah, I have to show you that UI. It looks really nice and clean. Like Tap Tools, have you played around with it? Is that the one that was like drip drops that you told me about? Um, no, that one is essentially it shows you. It's kind of like a live trading view of everything that's going on in Cardano. Oh, okay. Like the top fifty coins, really nice UI. Okay. Like a lot of stuff that I'm seeing, like projects that are building on Cardano. Very nice UIs. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge thing. If you have I a know. shitty UI, that's like a good way to not get any adoption. Exactly. So I'm seeing like a lot of things with very nice UIs. And then you know how it is. 
let's say like a couple of these ecosystem points that we have are like popping off and then people from other ecosystems are going to fall more into Cardano yeah. because like right now, what I'm realizing is just that there's a lot of hate for Cardano. We already know it. People are like, oh, it's never going to do anything. Ethereum is going to be number one forever, blah, 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 blah. They, they minimize the, the, the issues with Ethereum and maximize the issues with Cardano. Yeah. And a lot of people have been building on Cardano. Like, a lot of the projects that are coming out, like I said, the UIs looks very nice. And the prices are going to go high. And during a boring, what leads to higher prices? High prices. So yeah. people from other ecosystems on Ethereum, when gas fees are like three, like 500 bucks or like 600 bucks, they're going to be like, yo, yo, there's these nice things going on in Cardano. Let me go over there. So they go in Cardano. They're like, oh my, it's like being in a new world. Yeah. They're going to be like a kid in a, a factory. Like, wow, like, the gas fee is like 80 cents. Holy exactly. Shit. They're like, oh my God, gas fee is 80 cents. All, all, the, all these nice projects. Let me buy all, all of them. Yeah. So they're buying Lenfi at like two hundred bucks. I hope. Like, yeah. Um, I think it's gonna go to like eight hundred and blah blah blah. And maybe it actually goes higher. But the thing is, like, we were already stacking our bags like a yeah. dollar two. Um, and all these projects are like doing new all time highs. And then guess what? By the end of next bull run, I think a big thing is gonna be that there's going to be a lot of more Cardano millionaires. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be like for the following bull run, like Cardano's in the conversation with like Ethereum and Bitcoin. Yeah, because one of the things that I realized is like the reason why like the Cardano community is passionate. There's a lot of people involved, but there's not enough people that are rich off of it. Yeah. So I mean Ethereum has like what yeah, there's a lot of people who've been millionaires or billionaires off of Ethereum or like some stuff in the DeFi of Ethereum. But Cardano hasn't had that same opportunity yet. So Next bull run, I think a lot of people like me, you, a lot of people that we know are going to become millionaires or even possibly billionaires, depending on like if you're like a founder of a project. Yeah. So they're going to have like a bigger voice in a crypto community and they're going to have respect because respect only comes after like you have a bunch of money and people are like, oh, we should listen to you now. Yeah. As opposed to like the guy had great ideas. It's just like he didn't have the money. So. Yeah, you just dismiss his opinion. We can become influencers and start selling. You can start selling your crypto advice and get even richer. I know, right? I have like buy my course, start a pseudo cult. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah. So move down to Colombia and I will teach you how to trade. <laughs> yeah, only accepting girls between age 18 <laughs> and 25. <laughs> Pretty much in ayahuasca. Yeah, we have to trip. <laughs> like, come to my island <laughs> or like my private remote area. You have to revoke everything <laughs> except Peter's God. <laughs> Give me your girlfriend. Or your wife, but she has to be between 18 and 25. <laughs> or else, do not bring yourself or your girlfriend down or wife. <laughs> Pete needs to have his turn first. Have guest speaker Ryan Taraban will be. <laughs> Ryan is giving you like, you know, when it comes to a high value man, <laughs> you got to let Pete smash your girl in order for you. <laughs> it increases your value if it another high value your- man has been in there. Yeah, that's true. So I like Funny things, yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's. I think like right now, part of me is like, you know what? You're gonna have the money. You're not gonna do anything crazy, but yeah, you could say that now. Yeah, I think yeah. Once you get the money, we'll it's like once you get the money. That's what is the real. I think it's like one one thing I've heard is like money doesn't necessarily change you. It just makes you more of who you are. Yeah, that <laughs> so, that sounds like that'd be true. So I would love to see like. Okay, what is it more of who I am? Is it like more of like the calm version of me, like the strategic part? 
or there's also the wild side of me too. It's just like, is yeah. that gonna come out more? So yeah, I know. Because I can also spend like I'm very I'm pretty financially responsible, but I can also like splurge. Yeah. So I'm hoping if I get rich, I can just like live the normal life like this, but just not have to work and just yeah. like have a safe. I mean, still DCA into crypto to hopefully go to the moon, but like have a safe like four percent a year interest thing to just pay myself mm-hmm. a salary and live a normal life and not go crazy. But like, yeah, once you start seeing like multiple commas in your bank account, I could see that like changing your mind. You're like, yeah. Mm. Maybe I could buy my dream car. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe I do want a sailboat, like shit like yeah. that. So, oh, I actually did. I went on a sailboat on Friday. How um, was that? Well, it's actually a sloop. So Pete Seeger, um, like, had the sloop built back in the 60s to sail up and down the Hudson mm-hmm. to, like, clean up the river, which ac- actually worked, which is why the Hudson's as clean as it is right well, today. Um, so I got invited to go on the boat and play banjo, and it was pretty awesome. Like, we had to, nice. like hoist this like 3,000 pound mainsail and we're like singing sea shanties oh, and shit. stuff and I was like as cool as all this technology shit is and I'm like super into it like I think there's like something to be said for like the old way of life and just like doing like hard manual labor with people yeah. and like being out on a sailboat and yeah singing together and pulling on a rope together like felt very fulfilling that's nice so maybe when I get rich I'll get into the sailing and just sail around on a sailboat yeah that sounds pretty cool like, I also thought, like, I want to, it's kind of like I want to go off the grid for a little while. I, like, that's my dream is to, like, build an off-the-grid compound in, like, Maine. I remember you mentioning yeah. that. Like, not too far away from your family, right? Yeah. Ideally. It'd be cool. If, like, I have a few other friends that we've, like, talked about building a compound. Like, I don't, I don't know if it'll ever come to fruition, but that'd be cool to, like, have a compound with, like, some friends near my family and, like, nice. have solar power and, like, grow your own chickens and, like, food and stuff like that. Have some greenhouses. Yeah, I was like, I, I, there's like a part of me that wants to like go off the grid for like two years, but like completely off the grid. Yeah, no social media, nothing. Yeah, that'd be sick. I know, but it's like I think it's like it'll be going back to a simpler way of living, but the world is gonna keep going. And yeah, it's like when you come out of that two years, a lot of things will be different. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting. Like if after two years, if you'd want to come out of it, if you're like, oh, this is actually way better. I just want to exactly. like live the rest of my life like this. So there's that very real possibility that I might, but I also thought about like doing it, like do, being a Buddhist monk for like six months too. Yeah. I would like, one of the things I want to do eventually is like learn how to teach transcendental meditation, which in the same vein, not quite being a Buddhist monk, but like going way down like the spirit spirituality, yeah. like road would be pretty cool. But you see the thing is like, that's all of these things that we're talking about. It requires money in the sense of like, it's not money for like to do it, it's money, so you have your time to do it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. Like, once we have the money in order for us to like, we could actually go about all these different things we're thinking. Yeah. About, you know, that's like the option. Like the freedom. It's yeah. Like, we're not necessarily. It's not money per se. It's the freedom. Yeah, it's the freedom and time. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Like they say, those people that like win the lottery and they just like go through all their money and all this stuff and just like. Yeah. I feel like we have enough interests where, like, we're not just, like, going to, like, oh, I want to buy a yacht and I'm going to buy, like, 12 yeah. Lamborghinis. Like, we have experiences that we would want to exactly. purchase with these, which, I mean, might cost some money, but, like, I don't see us running through fortunes and then yeah, being miserable and being like, oh, I wish I had my job back. I have nothing <laughs> oh, to give yeah, me right. meaning. I know, right. It's But that's one of the scariest things that I keep thinking about. Um, I think I told you that story about um one, like, my former manager's father who worked at the fed for like 
30 plus years. It kind of rings a bell, but I can't remember how this ended. Oh, so he worked for 30 plus years. He became like an officer and then he retired. But the thing is like in his retirement, he's going to, you know, he's traveled here and there, but his identity was so wrapped up in a corporation Yeah, that it's like he doesn't know what to do with himself. And he's like in the, probably in his 60s or 70s. So he's like, he had no, he has no identity. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like he's, he died a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a majority of people. Like most people it's like, oh, I'm just going to work until I retire. And it's just like, I couldn't imagine not having the time to discover who I am and like what I like until you're at the end of your life. Like luckily, like I'm so glad I took those three years off. Like I didn't plan to take three years off. Like I just like quit my job, decided to go back to school and then like COVID ended up happening and ended up not having to work for three years. But like that gave me the time to like learn so much about myself. And like when I quit my job, I'm like anything that's meaningful takes a long time. Like it's going to take, I'm on a 10 year path right now. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what I'm going to do, but I want to do something creative. I want to be independent and it's going to take 10 years. And that was 2019. So I'm like a little over four years into it right now. Yeah. And it took me over two and a half years to figure out what I wanted to do. Like I tried everything. Like it took me that long to find music, which like Mm -hmm. I'd played music as a kid. It wasn't like a something I'd never tried, but I hadn't played music in over 10 years and I never really took it seriously. Like I tried 3D modeling, I tried drawing, I tried fucking puppetry. Like I tried everything. Like at least you had the time and space to do. Yeah, that, which, which is pretty it, great. Yeah, if you have a full time job, you're never gonna do. Like yeah. I did go back to school, but like I had one semester of that, and then COVID kicked in, and then it's like online school, so it's like basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, most people don't have that option. Like they're so stressed for money. Like luckily, I had some savings from my job, and mm-hmm. then luckily. I got a job right when COVID started and got laid off and then got those unemployment things, which gave me more runway. And like the universe just lined up for me. Like it feels Mm -hmm. like it was meant to happen that way. But most people don't get that. I mean, most people wouldn't even take that leap. Like when I quit my job, I think I had 10 or $12,000 saved, which I mean, it's a lot more than a lot of people have saved. But that's not like when you you don't see $10,000 in your bank account and you're like, I don't have to work for three years. Yeah. Like I just put faith into it and it worked out. But if everyone could have that, like, in, instead of going to college, if you could just have, like, two years to, like, discover yourself and, like, try out a bunch of things and, like, not waste the time, just, like, I mean, I obviously wasn't productive 100% of the time, but not just, like, dicking around partying for two years, which has its value. I did that in college a lot, but, yeah. Just most people never take that time to figure out what they actually want, and then it was literally three months before I ran out of money, how to get a job, I finally, like, found the banjo and found music and, like... yeah. Even if I would have only had two years, I would have probably never found that. And yeah, most people don't figure that out until they're 70. And then at that point, you have a family and all this shit. And yeah. like, most people don't want to like learn a new thing at 70. So yeah, I think retiring kills most people. Like going yeah. from having a job to being productive to like being at home, sitting around, like watching TV or reading a book all day. Like, yeah, I think most people just decline and die, which is sad. Yeah, that's extremely sad. Um, one thing that is it me per se, but one of the things I've been realizing, I don't know if you experienced this at, at work too, is just I, I look, it's kind of like, I don't necessarily know if I'm going to be explaining it the right way, but I think you'll, you'll be able to understand the general message of what I'm trying to relay. So you look at the people around you and you just, you don't want to be like any of them. Yeah. Like, do you envy, like, like not envy in the sense of like, 
um like wanting what they what they have or like would you would like to emulate them do you and do you want to emulate anyone that you work with in any way well it's hard with my job since it's so remote i like barely interact with anyone but like applying it to other jobs i've had like no not like i've never like definitely someone i've worked with never like worked with somebody like oh yeah I'd trade lives with them or like yeah. i want my life to be more like theirs like most people i work with or have worked with like don't really have many interests outside of work or mm-hmm. they just like don't express them if they do like i'm sure a lot of people have like their dreams and projects they're working on but like most people if they have them like don't share them or yeah or they're yeah yeah i haven't found anyone that i'm like i want to be more like them exactly so i've had that it's kind of like a cognitive dissonance in a way where it's like i'm here i know that i'm here for a short period of time but it's kind of like you can't it's kind of like i can't necessarily express like yeah essentially i want to take like five years off and i'm like investing in crypto i'm waiting for a bull run yeah you sound like a crazy person yeah, like exactly. normal people <laughs> exactly you can't necessarily express yourself like express your dreams and hopes and aspirations to people it's like it's, you have to mute yourself like put a muzzle on you yeah and you, and then you're like, oh, where do you see yourself? Oh, yeah, it's like the people that you talk with, everything that, all of your interactions are fake. Yeah, that's and the business world so exactly. much. Yeah, everyone is, which I'm like, probably these other people are cooler too because they're putting on some lame exactly. fucking fake face, which luckily my company, I'm like that on Zoom. Like I'm fucking pretty bland on Zoom. But like when we are in person, like luckily everyone at my company is actually really cool. Okay. Like, there's no one that annoys me, which this is the first place I've ever worked. And, like, we can have, like, really cool, like, not PC, not, like, bullshit conversations mm-hmm. and stuff, which is cool. I don't do it on – like, it's just weird remotely and, like, a lot of shit's recorded and stuff. Yeah. But, no, when we get in person, luckily with this company, like, I feel like I can be myself. And, like, I talk to some of my coworkers and they're like, oh, you're the person that, like, surprised me the most out of, like, anyone. Like, I wouldn't have – guessed you were like this like oh yeah because talking about psychedelics and shit like that (laughs) like talking about like oh if you were a dictator like what would you do and blah 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 so like (laughs) i am very lucky with this company especially my like direct co-workers like people on my team like obviously with like my boss is like the cmo of the company i tone it down a bit but even with her like can be like pretty casual i guess like she's like i have like tattoos of like psychedelic chemicals on me and stuff so she's like asking about like drugs and stuff and i could like So I got very lucky, but I can imagine your workplace is a little oh. bit, a little bit different. Yeah, it's like a, it's like it's <laughs> there's like a scene from Rick and Morty that actually kind of always runs in my mind. So I think it's the first season where I think Rick is Rick and Morty. They're like escaping away from those insects that are following them. Oh yeah, you know what scene I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, that's the first the first episode. Yeah, and then at one point Rick is like, just shoot at them, Morty, and then he's like. Um, they're robots, <laughs> and then Morty takes a shot, and then one of them get he shoots one, and then like his legs are blown off, and he's like, "Somebody call um call Mor- my family, yeah, call my family." Exactly, <laughs> he's dying, and then <laughs> and then Morty looks back to Rick and he says, "I don't think they're robots, Rick." He's like, "No, they're bureaucrats. I don't respect them." <laughs> it's a figure of speech. <laughs> and then I was like, "That's that's every time that's me, I'm in the office, I'm like, yes, these are bureaucrats. I don't respect them. <laughs> I, I feel like where you work is probably like uh, one of the clearest, like the closest resemblance exactly to that. That's, it is. I mean, yeah, let's say there's a, there's a lot of resemblances there. I've actually started, I was trying to get back through all the seasons of Rick and Morty before the new season comes out, which starts tonight. But oh, it starts tonight? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I was watching like one episode in the morning, but I, I'm only halfway through season two, so I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I, you haven't watched in season one? No, I've watched all of them. Oh, but I was, watching, I, was, I was trying to go back oh, through I see, all I of them. because I, I, I don't think I rewatched the most recent season, and then the season before that I'd only rewatched maybe once or twice. But the first three seasons I've seen, so like I've watched them on repeat because I was like, yeah. when I was in college and right after I graduated, when I didn't know what the fuck I wanted, like I'd come home from work and smoke weed and like rewatch Rick and Morty over and over. So <laughs> which, I love Rick and Morty, man. Yeah, I'm excited for the new season, but I feel like a lot of people never get at like I'm. It was nice to have that time. Like back then, I felt like I had a ton of time on my hands, but yeah. a lot of people never get out of that phase. So yeah, it. it it doesn't feel fulfilling though. Like I'm like, I need to be doing more with my life, but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So it's like, Oh, I'll smoke weed and watch Rick and Morty. And then I'll go back to my job. I hate tomorrow and then come home and do the same thing. Yeah. That's, I think, but that's like the rut that a lot of people just find themselves. Yeah. And I mean, it could be weed. It could be drinking. It could be any, any other thing that just like, like binge watching a show. Yeah. While drinking and smoking weed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You could do a combination. You could do one. (laughs) Well, it's hard when you work 40 hours a week, like, especially like thinking back of, I mean, you still go into an office, like luckily I've been remote, but like, God, the fucking, I don't know how I commuted every day and fucking was actually in an office for eight hours a day. Like I couldn't do my laundry in the middle of the day or fucking dick around if I wanted to. So it's like, yeah, I get it. Like when you work 40 hours a day, you're not like, huh, let me go do a bunch of crypto research or fucking learn how to play an instrument. It's like, I have two hours before I go to sleep and have to wake up and do this bullshit again. Like I'm going to make dinner and fucking drink some wine and watch a TV show and go to bed. Yeah, because I no, I have to go in twice. Um, I'm trying to like my new manager is like really chill. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to like go in once. And go in because I do half a day Fridays. Yeah. Because I work like an extra, I work an extra hour at the end of between Monday through Thursday. So, like, I, you don't know, you have to do the 40 hours. Oh, yeah. So you're adding an extra hour every exactly. day and then you get to take it all, you get to take those four hours off Friday. Exactly. So I'll just go in Fridays to like, because I'm going to be at lunch, I could just go home. Yeah. So I'm just, I think I'm just going to go Fridays and kind of just like do that for a while Let's until like I'm told, hey, you should come in twice type of thing. Be like, ah, oh, fuck. I thought you're saying last Friday wasn't this week. I thought, <laughs> oh, my exactly. bad. So I would have see that because, um, because I mean, there were periods of time that I would just like not go for like a month, like three weeks to like a month. Um, but yeah, people don't, I don't, because people already, because when I'm in the office, I'm like, I just talk a lot. I just like go to people. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. I walk around. So people know, like when I'm in the office, people know that I'm there, and I think I have like a presence. So like, even when I'm not there, they'll have thought that I was there yeah. at one point. You know, well, especially if everyone's coming on different dates, like it's probably hard to keep. Like, oh, I probably just wasn't here the day he was here the second day. Exactly. So um, I'm gonna kind of play that plausible deniability and just go Friday. So um, I think I'll, I'll kind of do that. But yeah, it's just like all these other things. It's like even though my like the job most of the time is not, it's not like I'm working like all every hour of the day. Yeah, it's a good amount of time for you to just like dick around and just do other stuff. But it's kind of like you know like there's that mental aspect of you're on somebody else's time. Yeah, and because of that, it's kind of like it's like a draining. I don't necessarily know how to explain. Well, just being that. in that environment, like exactly when I worked, like any other job I've worked. 
the day feels so fucking long. Like you get there and you're like, fuck, I am here for eight more hours. What (laughs) the fuck? This is going by so slow. But like working from home, I mean, granted, I fucking constantly am doing other shit. Um, But like it goes by so fast. I'm like, fuck, I'm like, shit, it's one o'clock and I've barely done any work. I got (laughs) to actually do some work. Um, And I like start at nine o'clock too. And I was like, yeah. So just being in a place that you have to be, not by choice, makes the day go by so fucking slow. Yeah. And I hate that. I never, like, if I ever lose this job and the bull run hasn't hit yet, like, I can, I don't think I can ever go back to working in person. Uh, Unless I somehow got a job I liked. But, like, any job in music seems to pay like shit. So. Yeah, it's going to pay like shit. So, yeah. I'd probably just take another remote sales job, ideally, until I don't have to work anymore. Yeah, I've, I think I, um, I'm doing the commitment. Like, I think even after... Like my last day that I'll work where uh, where I'm working now is gonna be like at the five year vested. Remember like the pension thing? Yeah, you said you get like a pension. So, yeah, so after like a five years and one day, I'm like leaving. I'm not gonna just like I don't care where I'm at. I don't care to like yo Pete, we're gonna increase your salary by like three x. I'm like I don't care. Even if the bull run hasn't hit, or is this if the no? Bull run even hits? if the bull run hasn't hit, I'm just gonna like just if the bull run hasn't hit, it hasn't really shown any signs that it will hit. I'm gonna still leave. I'll just probably save enough to like, you know, just you know, go to Columbia for six months. Yeah. And if it still hasn't hit, it's like 2027. I'll reassess. I'll do something else. It's not like I'm gonna sell my crypto. Like my bag is gonna still be around. Yeah. But I'm just gonna have like a little bit of cushion, live outside the country for a little bit. You know, live frugally in yeah. another country and like where my money goes further, until something pops off. And worst case scenario, I'm in like I reach like the you know like the final two three months. Or things haven't really happened, I'll just go get another job. Yeah. I it's mean, going to be like six months or eight, um, six months to a year of like not working, working. Well, you never know. That's why I plan on doing it. It was three years. So maybe it'll yeah. be even longer, even if the bull run hasn't hit. But yeah, I think that's a good, like, that was the best decision I ever made was to to do that. I'm so glad that it worked out. Um, yeah. And I think that's smart too to not get into that trap. I'm trying to avoid that. With, I mean, they keep like talking about promotions yeah. and like all this shit. And, <laughs> but like, I think it's good. Like, I don't want to get fucking stuck in that, like, rat. Like, I want to keep as few responsibilities as possible. Like, Same. I can live comfortably. I have spare money that I can invest and, in, like, set aside. Especially now that I, like, have a decent amount of cash set aside, I think I'm going to, like, shift over to, like, investing it more since, like, now I could easily get by several months without working if I do get laid off. Um, but, yeah, I think less money and less responsibilities is better than, like, if they offered me a job that pays, like, I mean, if it did pay 40K more, that'd be pretty nice. Yeah. But just like having the extra stress and the extra responsibilities and shit, it's just like you're trading your time for more money. But if I could turn it into more crypto before the bull run, it might be a good short-term trade-off. But I think it's a good idea to get out once you're vested instead of like taking another position if they offer you like some bump up in your organization. Yeah, I think next year I'm going to get a bump up. Remember, like, I did, like, the... Yeah, you've done, like, the floating thing. like Yeah, the floating thing until, like, things kind of open up again. So I think it's going to be a, a little nice bump up, especially as it ramps up for the bull run. Um, I don't necessarily... Bro, I, I lost part of my soul, man, again, for this promotions. Uh, I, I thought about it again. I was like, damn. I mean, from part of it, I was like, yeah, it's going to be a nice little bump. But I was like, I saw a piece of my soul... But I, I don't for this one I don't think it was worth it, in a sense of like, yeah, it's more money I could invest in crypto, but at the end of the day, 
already have like a set limit of how much I'm going to invest. Yeah. Especially for, and like I also have a timeline. So whether or not I have, I were to have not gotten any promotion between now and my plan, I would have still been fine, you know? Yeah. So like the, the amount of stress and stuff I put myself through, maybe it made me stronger, you know, that bullshit about oh, tough times make you a better man. Uh, but yeah, better man in what aspect? Dealing with bullshit that I didn't necessarily have to deal yeah. with. Yeah, it's kind of like you're running yourself through stress you didn't have to deal with, like shooting yourself in the foot and healing it. Like, yeah, but I was able to heal my my foot. Yeah, okay, but you still had to shoot yourself in the foot. You know. Plus, when you make more, like I feel like even when you make more money, you just like start spending more money, and you're like back to the yeah. same spot. Just your life is more expensive. Like my friend, what maybe six months ago, just got a job that literally paid twice what he was making before. He like oh, nice. doubled his income. He's like, yeah, I have not been able to save any more money because, like, now, like, these events would these events would have happened anyway. So it's good that he would have probably gone into debt if it wasn't for this. But like, he hasn't been able to save. But like now, he like this. He hates this job compared to the other one. He's like, it's physically demanding. So he's like fucking up his back and shit. And oh, he's shit. like, he's like, I still don't have any money set aside. And he like want like he's considering going back to the other job that pays half as much just to like, yeah, get out of this one. So it's like. Yeah, like, it'd be cool to bump up, like, in my situation from, like, where I am to, like, a manager or director. I mean, I wouldn't bump up to director, but a manager, but, like, you gotta res- I'm you gotta sure be responsible I'd, for people. Yeah, I, I have to like deal that. with p- other people's bullshit, and I'll probably have less time for music and all this stuff. And, yes, I'll be making more money, but, like... Meetings on top uh, of meetings. Yeah, I'm sure I'll, like, just buy more instruments and all this shit, and, like, my day-to-day life will get worse, even though, like, I have a little more money. So I think it's just better to, like... Stay at the bottom of the totem pole. Be comfortable. Fucking do as little work as possible to like stay towards the top of my team, and then just focus on the shit that actually matters. Yeah, it's all about focusing on what matters the most. Um, I think for me, it's kind of better in certain aspects because for you, it's just like, I mean, you, you want to have the kids and everything, but for me, I'm like, I don't want to have those. <laughs> it might. I mean, when I was, I mean, I've always kind of been on on the fence ish, but like. When I was your age, like, I was, like, not, I did not plan on having kids anytime. So I was like, oh, maybe it'll ever happen. But, like, I feel like as you get older, like, biologically starts to kick in. You're like, "Uh, yeah, I don't want, like, my genetic line to end with me. Like, I feel like it just kicks in. You're just like, I need to keep my genetics on Earth. Like, I need to reproduce. It's like, I I know what you mean. But, like, it's kind of like I thought about that. I removed my ego from it. I was like. If the if my genetic line ends with me, they ended pretty well. I mean, they ended with an awesome guy. What if I have a kid and he's like terrible? He's like, I'm like Marcus Aurelius, huh? Or she? Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I would want a boy. <laughs> if it's a girl, the China treatment. Kind of, yeah, kind of. I don't. I wouldn't want to raise a daughter. I would want. And you know what's funny? I bet you, the one time I'm like, you know what? I'm changing my mind. It's, I have a daughter. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have another kid just to see if it's a son, another daughter. And I'm like, okay, maybe third time's the charm. Three daughters. I'm hoping for daughters. And I feel like I'm going to get stuck with a bunch of sons. Why? Why would you want daughters? Yeah, I get along with girls. But I mean, I want one son. Like, well, I want two kids to leave room for like a third mistake if possible. <laughs> <A> but mistake. <laughs> when they got past Yeah, the I'd like a boy and a girl. But if I, had, <laughs> if I had to choose between three boys and three girls, I'd probably choose three girls. Yes, definitely. Three girls over three boys. Yeah, Everything would be covered in cum if you had three boys. Like, it'd be disgusting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean... Teenage I, boys, 10-year-old plus boys are disgusting. 
Yeah, but I don't know. I think I like the voice because like the amount of testosterone I'll be in that building. It's just like I think it'll just be a lot of rough housing. Yeah. And I think I I think I like that. I'm like I would actually encourage it. <laughs> yeah. like, they're like fighting each other. You know, like most times they like, stop it. I'm like, hey, he kicked your ass. Go back and kick his ass. Have like a fight club in your own. Yeah, we'll have like a fight club, but I think it would be like um iron sharp, sharpening iron. Yeah. So it's like a but it's like by the end of it. All of my sons would just be like kicking each other's asses and then like they'll be like bonded through pain and then go out in the world and just like kick ass. Well, they'll team up and strike you down. Yeah, maybe. And then I'll just shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls up on you like, yeah, dad, we're ready to kill you. And I'm like, oh, really? Pulls out the Glock. I'm like, all right, I got one for each one of you. <laughs> Brought you into this world. I can yeah. take you out. Exactly. Literally. But. Also, if I if I was single, I feel like I probably wouldn't have his desires to have kids. Like I, I just like so, know yeah. I'm on a time. Like if I was single right now, I'd still want kids. But like, I'd be like, oh yeah, in ten years I can just find someone that's in their mid twenties and have kids. So. I thought about that too, Doctor Ryan Terabrand. <laughs> <laughs> he said that you sh- a man should not consider a serious relationship until he's at least thirty five. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, again, not everything ideally happens. At, like you don't get to choose when you meet the. The one anyway, but if all if you are single and have full agency over your life, that seems like not a bad idea. I think at thirty five, I'll revisit the conversation for kids. But I don't know. It's like at thirty five, my life could actually be pretty good. Like I mean, I could be fairly well off, as in like a lot of my basic necessities are not necessarily something I worry about. Like I have enough to like take care of like a family. Yeah, and and also too, I have like the wisdom and experience that like know how to deal with people um so hopefully you'll be considered a high value man at that point so you'll have a lot of options um i mean if i'm in south america even like, oh yeah right now <laughs> I'm, I'm already a high value man i show up right now i'm like yeah i mean i could show up if i show up to south america right now and let's say i have three thousand dollars a month it's like what 36k yeah i'm i'm high value man i'm like the top top g i'm like I'm like there. I'm already like top five percent. Not even top five percent. I'm probably like yeah, probably top five percent, because like making fifty k is like you know only like the amount of men worldwide that make fifty k. It's like ten percent. I think it's, it is ten percent. Yeah, it in might the be, entire world. Yeah, it might be even less than that. Like yeah, so yeah, if it's less than ten percent. Yeah. So you see like how you put yourself in a different environment. How you just become like. Yeah, the new top guy. Yeah, your little fish going to a big pond. Exactly. I mean, so. especially going from New York, like literally, you can't like. There's not many bigger ponds than this, unless you yeah. go to like some giant cities in China. Yeah. So China. Like, I mean, if you're in certain places in Europe, like Switzerland, is like high cost of living. Finland, Denmark. If Norway. it wasn't for the safety shit and probably like infrastructure, imagine if you like moved to like some obscure like small town in Colombia, you'd be like literally like a fucking like billionaire. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Like if you just moved to like some village and fucking built like a giant mansion. Oh yeah, I mean that actually that just causes um, attention. To yeah, the fucking cartel comes and gets you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like you are a high going? value man. <laughs> exactly, you got the cartel coming at, to you, asking to, asking you to, in order for you to stay here, you need protection. And I'm like, I don't need protection. They're like, yeah, from us, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to pay for it. And I'm like, I'm gonna move. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> So yeah, but so I mean that's the thing. I think there's a there's a there's a possibility that I might just do like the small town thing. I just get a little chica from a small town. 
That'd be but pretty like, cool. Like, especially if you like lived like a normal life too, and you're yeah. fucking like rich behind the scenes, but you like live a normal life. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I'll try to blend in with. I'll be like a local guy. They're like, yeah, that's like the American guy who just like lives here. We don't know how he supports himself, but somehow, some way, he seems to always have the money to do it. Like, you could just like fucking pretend to make your own soaps or something. Like, do some yeah. like little thing where they're like, oh yeah, he must make his money from like fucking selling painted bird skulls or <laughs> <Exactly>. some bullshit. <laughs> then I'm trying to sell it to the people of the town and nobody buys my shit. And they're like, how does he support himself? People like just donate a few pesos to you because they feel bad and little yeah. do they know you're a millionaire. I know. I did like I could buy them. I could buy each person in the town multiple times over and sell them. And they're like, yeah, but he he he's not doing well. We need to help him out. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think you know what I was thinking about. Uh, it's like an idea. Some one of the YouTubers I follow. Um, it's like I wouldn't mind like going to one of the towns, like a a town that's not necessarily like part of the big cities, more like a more of a like the, you know, like those off-beaten, off-the-beat towns where people are eventually going to go to, like, or a city yeah, that's like, not as popular. Yeah, like, kind of like a outskirts, like, something, like, before, not gentrified, but kind of that, like, exactly. undiscovered, but, like, eventually the, the city's going to grow out to there. Where like, exactly. Like so the I, suburbs for it's the suburbs. Exactly. And then, like, I built out a hotel. Not, like, a big, big, like, grand hotel. Kind of like a hostel yeah. And then, like, I'm, like, I live upstairs, and, and I get to meet a bunch of people that come, and... That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and then, like, I have, like, I'm going to deck it out, so, like, we have pool tables, we have foosball, we have parties, Um, I mean, for the guys who want to show up, like, I'll have, like, dedicated people that, like, oh, you know, like, support the local economy, like... Top of the line chicks that could... Ju- I say, that- just make some, like, good, like, Instagram photo off yeah, exactly. areas, and then you build it, and they will come. Exactly. I think I think I would want to do something like that. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, and I just... Because, like, me, I get to sample. I get to just chill, do my thing. And, yeah, I'll live, like, on the top floor. And then I'll have, like, an infinity pool that's, like... And I'll have, like, my own private section that I do my own thing. But, like, there's, like, the old general area. And I get to meet people, hang out. And then in time, I'm just, like, going my own corner and just chill. Pete's Corner. Pete's Corner. Yeah. And then you could come out and say, yeah. hey, we'd have, I mean, we'll probably be doing VR stuff anyway, so. Yeah. If I don't have a job, I'd come down. And I'm hoping I can, like, get to the point where I could just, like, join a band and do solo performances stuff and, like, not do it for the money. Which yeah. Would be cool. Like, it'd be do cool. it for the art. Yeah, it'd be cool to perform music and, like, still make money off it, but, like, not be dependent on it where you're like, fuck, I have to, like, make bills play 300 this. shows a year so I can afford to fucking pay my car insurance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, funny, there's another guy remember the guy who made like three million dollars off of dogecoin i remember hearing a bunch of them but yeah there was, pro- this was it like a younger kid that like fucking i remember some kid that put like a thousand dollars in and like made millions but i'm assuming it, someone else it's not that kid it's a just a regular guy i think i i think he was he was featured on the news on robin hood too uh, because he looked at one day his portfolio he had shown a screenshot and it was three million. And he was just talking. He recently had a post. I bookmarked it on X. I should, yeah. I think he either had the post yesterday or the day before. I should send it to you. He was just literally talking that he was in a hip hop industry for like the last ten plus years, I think. And like he's been in a lot of like videos and whatnot. And he was just saying that overall, like the amount of money that he got paid is just like shit. Oh yeah. Like, 
crypto, he was just like, the amount of money that he's made in crypto, I mean, you know, he had like the $3 million. He actually held it all the way back down. It's kind of probably like worth like 100 k or something like that. Oh, that sucks. I know. But he's been investing in crypto again, and he's been like in Cardano now, Ergo, and some other projects in Cardano in general. So he's going about the smart way this time around as opposed yeah. to like aping into Doge. And he's just saying that, yo, like crypto is giving me the opportunity to like, you know, live, you know. Um, I yeah. think that's all what we're looking for. Like live like a decent, like a good life. It's not like we want Lambos like for each day of the week type of thing. It's just yeah. like, we just want to have the time and freedom. And he's just saying like, if I were to like have dedicated my life like, I did, like, great stuff. I worked with a lot of tremendous people, but the amount of money that I was making is probably, like, at best case scenario, is like, I'm making 60K. And that's, like, top, top. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of shit. Yeah, music. And that's your follow your passion, bro. The amount of talent does not correspond, correspond to how much money you make. Like, it's that literally like playing the fucking lottery with a lot of extra work. Yeah, music does not seem to be the way to make money. So hopefully I can make it independently so then I have the time to... Do whatever I want. Yeah, it's all about. Yeah, it's all about the time. That's, that's my big thing. Um, like out of everything, I think that if let's say one thing I've realized too is just I don't think I'm. I think I might get broken in the sense of like this. Let's say next boring, right? Let's say we we were to be like Jeff. We're long term holders. Yeah, and then everything we trace is back to me. So I have to go work a job for four years to wait for the next bull run. I don't know. I think I might have a mental breakdown. And that would suck to, like, imagine at that point, then you'd be, like, so freaked out you'd probably cash out too early. Imagine, yeah, you, like, overhold this one, work a job, cash out too early, you, like, make some money, but you're like, oh, I made, like, 250K, but, like, if you would have held for two months more, you would have made, like, 50 million. Yeah. Like, that would fucking suck. And then, like, would you roll the dice again for hopefully another bull run and hope you can, like... Like, I wonder if that fucks with Jeff's head. Like, I wonder how... Like, it's, I can't imagine Jeff's broke. Like, doesn't he do, like, sound for, like, Broadway shows and stuff? Um, like, I think his family does audio engineering for Broadway shows. But, like, outside of the crypto whale stuff, like, is he rich outside of that? Um, I think it was pretty much the crypto part. But I think he owns his own business, so... Yeah, because he was mentioning that sound stuff. I'm just, like, wondering, like, what's Jeff's mental state like, like, after... After fumbling that, like, oh, yeah, that's a big. Fun. I wonder if he's gonna nail it on the next one or not. I mean, I think he will because he also is investing in a lot of these ecosystem projects. Yeah, and he got like I guess he he staked all of his Cardano's oh. in those pools. He's probably like, making some good staking rewards. He then. said that he made a lot. He had a lot of. I don't know if he sold. I mean, he doesn't seem like a selling type of guy. Yeah, it'd be dumb to sell now if he yeah, held that whole time. Because he he said that he got a shit ton of. Land file and Ada Finance. Oh, yeah, so from like the like, initial staking off. Yeah, like way, way back when. So I'm not sure if he still has it. He's probably sitting like on a big bag of like maybe a good 200K worth of Ada Finance right now. Yeah, holy fuck. So, or more. It depends because he was like, I got a fuck ton. So what does he mean by a fuck ton? If it, is it like 100K Ada Finance? Like at right now, it's trading at like one something. So it's like two bucks. So. It's a great deal for him. Yeah, if he has that. So, um, overall, I think he'll be fine. Uh, next boring, he'll be fine because even if it retraces to like, let's say Ada reaches like ten to fifteen bucks, 
and it retraces back to like three because he's like a long term holder. Yeah, he'd still be back at like he's the still, peak of last. Exactly. Time. So he'll he'll still be fine. But um, but for our purposes, me and you, we're not in those levels. So whatever we reach in the next book, we 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 gotta at least semi nail it. Yeah, we want to cash out a good amount. We might not cash out a hundred percent, but let's say if we cash out seventy five to eighty percent of the the captured value, it's like yeah. it's still gonna be a good amount for us to just like do that second level of all the stuff that we talked about. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Well, we're at three and a quarter. This is by far the longest. Oh, shit. Hey, you'll have a lot of of content for clips. Oh, my fucking God. I'm going to have clips for days. I mean, I already have like 30 plus clips right now. So, I don't know. I was trying to do like once a day, but I don't know if I'm going to do like multiple a day. Just for, nah, just keep the algorithm happy. Yeah. And I mean, some of them we can't really talk about yet. (laughs) It's going to have to be like exclusive content. Um, So... (laughs) So yeah, so yeah, great stuff. Yeah, if you made it to this far in the episode, you're a real one. Thanks for thanks for listening with us. <laughs>